right, hello everybody, and welcome back to the Media Buffet Podcast. I'm your co-host Matthew Fletcher, and I'm your other co-host Kendall Bynes. And today we're going to be giving you guys our highlights of 2022 with video games. So we're going to be giving you our top 10 video games of uh, that we played in 2022, and also the top five developers, along with some recommendations for each other and some honorable mentions. And just in case you're watching this and like uh, you're binging the episodes, this is episode one. Yes, a first official podcast. The one before this was just an introduction for everybody. But before we get into our lists and everything, I just want to give a little plug for ourselves. If you want more content from us, be sure to follow us on all social medias, uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and all of them are at Media Buffet Pod. And if you have any recommendations or questions for us, feel free to email us at mediabuffetpod at gmail.com. And, you know, also, if you could leave us a review or comment under our podcast, that would help us out a lot uh, so more people could listen. So with that, just please note, we will get to your comments when we see them. We film these in batches. I know we said it in the intro, but just in case you skip the intro, we film in batches, so we will get to your comments and you know concerns if you have any at our earliest convenience. So just be aware of yes, that. Yes, definitely. And with all that being said, we could get right into it. So you want to go first? Uh, I guess we are we starting with the uh, games first. Let's go games. Look, okay. So I just want to preface this. I'm Mr. Mainstream over here. I'm not gonna lie. Now again, I try to spread my stuff out usually, but this year. I'm Mr. Mainstream. So my number 10, and I want to make sure I got this in order here. Wait, we should preference, though, that um, all the games we're listing aren't, not all of them are new releases in 2022. It's just games that we played in 2022, and it's our favorites. Well, I'm going to preface mine now. I did, uh, when I made my list, mine were, like, I look back, some of them are re-releases, so they technically did release last year, but, like, most of mine, yeah, every one of mine, it looks like released, or at least this version of the game that I'm talking about right now, they did release last year. Oh, so, well, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I just got a PlayStation a few years ago, so I'm, I caught up on a lot of back catalog that I never had access to before. So, sorry for the confusion, but with that being said, Kendall, what is your number 10 game of 2022? Again, mainstream here, and... Don't argue with the list here. This is mine. My number 10 was Pokemon Legends Arceus. Arceus, Arceus, whatever you want to pronounce it. So it's not even like your typical Pokemon game. I mean, sure, there's collecting and battling involved. But the main thing about this game is you're sent back in time. And you're there to make or at least complete this region, Hisui, which is Sinnoh from uh, Days of Old. Mm -hmm. You're there to complete that Pokedex. So there, in, in this version, too, there's no uh, version like, you know, uh, I guess the only game you could compare it to would be Diamond and Pearl. There's no two versions this time. It's just one version, Legends Arceus. So every Pokemon is in this game. You can actually catch every Pokemon in the Pokedex in this game. And that was one of the main features and main gripes people were mad about uh, and with other titles, not this one, obviously. And then the catch mechanic is different. You can catch Pokemon. You can bolt if you really want to, but you can, uh, you can battle. Usually there's not a lot of battling that people do in this game. When you catch, you just want to throw the ball. If you don't catch, you want to throw something else and then throw the ball at them. And then you're just solving the big overarching mystery in the game. And, I mean, 
I liked it for what it was, and that's why it's, it's, it's probably like, I know it's the top 10 and it's low, but this was also like, I played more than just 10 games this year. Yeah, so yeah. this is my top 10, and I know it's like at the bottom, but Pokemon Legends Arceus is my number 10. Again, there wasn't, and I'll, I'll probably tell you why. There wasn't a lot of music. You know, when you go travel routes and stuff on uh, Pokemon games, there's music. Music is like a big make or break for me with video games. If it's like ambiance and it's cool, like Legend of Zelda was cool. Yeah, I get it. there's no radio, so you're not going to hear like, you know, songs on the radio like GTA. You'll hear songs on the actual radio. But, you know, the music here, like you'll get interrupted by Pokemon. Uh, there's alpha Pokemon this time around. So they're like bigger Pokemon with better stats. Uh, sometimes their moves are different or like stuff they w- wouldn't usually have. But um, so when you run into Pokemon, it'll stop the music abruptly. And I- I'm not a fan of that. Because some of the music is banger. Expect like Eternal Forest mm-hmm. and then the stuff in Alabaster Icelands. But great game overall. Overall, I don't have too many gripes with it. But, uh, you know, due to an entry down the list, um, it's, spoiler, it's another Pokemon game. I said mainstream. But um, due to another Pokemon game that came out, uh, I'm just going to have to rank <laughs> it this, this low on the list because there was just better features, in my opinion, uh, in the other Pokemon game. You know, and there's so many games to pick from. It's, it's really hard to make a top 10 when there's so much out there. Yeah. But that's a great pick, I think. Um, my number ten. I mean, I don't think it's a good game. It's there's not good gameplay or anything. I just, <laughs> I know, I know. But I put it at number ten because the amount of hours I have played it, and that okay. is Skater XL. <laughs> now I am a Skate Three fiend, and I have not had access to Skate Three for. God, I don't know, 12 years at this point. And Skater XL came out for the PlayStation and PC. I think Xbox as well. But um, it's the closest thing I've got in years. So, you know, I have played, you could check my PlayStation. There's, I don't know, like 50 hours or more. Just like talking, listening to music. I just have it in the background doing tricks. I'm just, I'm really into skateboarding as a whole. And, um. That's why it's not my number 10. I And it has a lot of faults with the game. Like the gameplay lags. You just randomly fall off your skateboard for no reason. But it's it's a game that you just put on where you're not thinking. And it's a lot of fun for me. So I put it at number 10 for that reason. You were definitely the kid in class with a, with a tech deck, weren't you? No, I didn't even have tech decks. Yeah. Now, even I had a tech deck. Come on now. I had like two or three of them. I had a few uh, when I got into middle school that my friend gave me because he didn't want to. Okay. But, like, I wasn't yeah. in class playing with Tech Deck. I wish I was, though. No, I, I had to. I, I'm a fidgeter. And you'll see if, you know, if you look at the video footage. Oh, me you'll too. You'll see I'm always fidgeting and stuff like that. I, I can't sit still in class. I'm a fidgeter. Look, look, I have a fidget toy with me. I'm playing right now. I thought he was right about now. to pull out a fidget spinner. Like, the, you know what the one no, I'm talking no, no, about. No, no, no. I was about to say <laughs> No, 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 no. The, uh, yeah, fidgets help me focus and stuff, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, tech decks were the thing back in the day, man. But uh, going into number nine, uh, it's not just one game, but it is re-released as one game. Uh, and again, no surprise here if you know me. Sonic Origins. So this is Sonic 1, of course, Sonic 2, yeah. Sonic CD, yeah. and for the first time in a long time, we get Sonic 3 and Knuckles re-released to modern platforms. Now, yes, I know what you're saying. Oh, but the music, Michael Jackson. Yeah, they removed <laughs> a bunch of the music, and they replaced them with, in my uh, opinion, 
inferior versions of the tracks. Yes. Yeah. But that's that's my only complaint. And uh, again, you can say there were lag or not lags, but um glitches early on when it first released, like day one. Some of them got patched, I will say that. But that's uh on Sega's part for Russian uh development like they usually do. They want stuff uh released around Christmas time, around the holidays, so they make that money. The developers who actually uh got to, you know, work on the game for uh porting this we're offering, offering and willing to work on the game to finish uh, patching out the, the glitches and stuff that they had. I don't know if they said for free or what, but, you know, because their reputation was on the line. And Sega just, for whatever reason, said, nah, you know, you've done enough patches. We're, we're fine with this. The, the fans will buy it anyway. And yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> you I proved did, their okay? point, yeah. But I love Sonic. And again, Sonic 3 and Knuckles is probably my favorite Sonic game. So when it finally got released, yeah, you're damn right I bought it. I also have these games on Steam. Oh my god, you and got you bought I, two yeah, versions? Yeah, wow. that's nothing. I bought Sonic Mania three times. <laughs> three times. And the DLC. I love bad. Sonic. Down bad but, for Sonic. Um, so yeah, Sonic Origins. And the thing again, what was so special, uh Sonic One, this version of Sonic One was the mobile port that we got. So it had a bunch of updated features. Uh also they messed with the live system. Like you basically can't die unless you go and play classic mode. And then you collect tokens and you buy extra stuff in the museum. So Sonic 1 and 2 were those mobile ports that got slight updates and stuff and just better frames. And for once, you can see the widescreen so you wouldn't die and it seemed unfair. You could actually see the whole screen. Mm -hmm. But then Sonic CD was also re-released. And uh, I think that was released to Steam because I bought it on Steam a while back. But it hasn't seen a lot of re-releases like Sonic 1 and 2 have. And then Sonic 3 was the big, uh, the other big thing. So again, Sonic Mega Collection and Mega Collection Plus and even Sonic Gems Collection are probably the better ports of these games because you get the original music, you get the live system the way you wanted it to. The only thing is you're not seeing it in like widescreen and it's not up to date, if that makes sense. But I liked what I bought. That's all I'm going to say. I know a lot of people didn't, when but you say, it, they're um, re-releases. When you say not up to date, are you talking more so like graphics? Yeah, they did like minor changes to the, uh, I think they tried to unify the designs. Like you'll obviously see the Sonic 1 sprite and Sonic 1, the Sonic 2 sprite and Sonic 2, but they tried to make them similar so it wasn't as big a change. Mm. And another thing, speaking of uh, in-between games, there's now cutscenes explaining what happens like after each game so the story is connected. So okay. I'm a fan of the animations. I think Tyson Hess did those. And he, him and Ian Flynn are like big names in the Sonic community right now because they just keep doing everything right. So... Well, I'll What's take your word up? for it. I'm not, um, I'm not a Sonic aficionado like you are. <laughs> you know everything about go Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> All I really know about Sonic is the rings and stuff, like the sound effects, and um, I don't even know much of the story. But hey, that's on me. I didn't grow up with those games. <laughs> but hey, uh, it's cool that we kind of have games we know aren't the best quality, but it's just the most fun we have you know honestly a lot of glitchy games are the most fun i've had <laughs> all right but uh great pick and going into my number nine it's very similar to my number 10 pick um i think this game is very good but it's it's another skateboarding game <laughs> tony hawks pro skater one and two remaster so that came out and like I said, I didn't really grow up with the PlayStation, so I never had access to this game or anything until I was at my friend's house and I got to play it and I was obsessed with it. So being a, a grown adult, I finally was able to get myself a PlayStation 
and get all the games I missed out on, like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. And, man, they done so good at uh, remastering. It feels like a complete new game. Uh, but the same, too, you know. From the things I remembered, they have a lot of the same music. And um, stylistically, like, they just, they did really well. And I don't know. I've I've spent hours at a time just uh, skating on levels, trying to get the cheat codes and Easter eggs and stuff like that. So I had a lot of fun with this game. And I will say, just to like second that, I never played the original uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skaters, but I listened to the music, and that was my main thing if I was going to get it. And the fact that they went out of their way, because so many of these companies are re-releasing games. I'm looking at you, um, Rockstar. Yeah. They re-release <laughs> games, and they don't bother uh, rebuying or uh, you know getting the licensing for these old music. And again, like I just said, music is a big part of these games, especially for nostalgia, because they're like little time capsules. So when you remove iconic tracks or you just refuse to rebuy the uh, the rights to the music to right. use in the game, you kind of take some of the joy and some of that yes. original feeling from the game. So to see those games, because like, like I said, I didn't play it, but I went back and listened to the soundtracks and I just would hear it like on my YouTube uh, playlist and it gets shuffled in. So just hearing those songs come back and I think they might have added some new ones. I can't say for sure because I know they didn't get every song back. Yeah, so on uh, the Pro Skater 1 and 2 remaster, there is a lot of mostly new tracks honestly but there is definitely some um of the old ones as well so it's yeah, the like iconic tracks are there yeah it just adds to the nostalgia you know and yeah. it's just so fun just staying on there trying to beat your record and high score yeah i love what i played of the game too i will say that i didn't play much because i what is it other uh, i think other things came out and i just was uh involved in that so but i did enjoy what i played too so that is a solid pick for this list yeah thank you thank you so, I guess getting into my number eight, uh, guilty pleasure game here. Uh, so, and this was like a crazy one, bro. This was like a shot in the dark. So, this series, Klonoa from Namco, oh, has yeah. been fucking dead since the re-release on the Wii. They tried to do a reboot years ago on the Wii, and it didn't take off because I think people hated the voice acting or the controls weren't there. Mm -hmm. So, I didn't think we were ever going to get a remake. And not only did they remake the first one. They remade the second one as well. So we got a bonus. So I, I think, yeah. No. Yeah, so this is like Sonic Origins and this is like the only time there's like a, you know, a bonus edition of a game where they mm -hmm. give you multiple. But Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series. I love that game. Guilty Pleasure. So I know it's not making anybody else's top 10, but like the yeah. graphics <laughs> overhauled. Perfect. The controls overhauled. And they even have an easy mode for people. Like, you know, you might have been familiar with the game. But you didn't get past a certain part because, you know, with PlayStation, if you didn't have a memory card, you're having to restart at level one all over again. And some games did, you know, help you with having cheat codes to get back to the level you were at. But most of them didn't because of the memory card. They wanted you to buy them. So if you didn't have one like me, you just had to keep playing and keep playing. So maybe you didn't get to like the final levels of the game. Here they have an easy mode. So you can't, you know, it shouldn't be easy for you to die. Mm -hmm. You get like five lives in the, uh, the easy mode. So. You can get there, you can get to the uh, the levels, and some of the bosses, uh, you know, again, I'm pretty much good with this stuff, uh, platformers and stuff in general, so, you know, it made sense for me, but, like, for some people, if you couldn't understand, oh, how do I defeat this boss, what's his weakness, or how do I get past this level, a lot of the stuff are fixed now with lighting, uh, it's not holding your hand, per se, but, like, 
it's definitely easier to see, hey, this is his weakness or this is where I got to go in this level, all this type of stuff. So it's just like in my experience, it's just a better game uh, for both of these Clinical games. And with this new uh, revamped, I, I want to say fan base, I really hope Namco, if you are listening, we get a third installment. Or even you could port these uh, the Game Boy games, make those a 3D version now. Now that you know, now that you know, you got a fan base. And I just really did not expect this game to do so well. But there's still Klonoa fans out there, and like a lot of these people listening to the podcast, are like, who the hell is Klonoa? <laughs> yeah, like that's he, he's yeah. A, a weird cat dog looking thing. That came out around the, you know, this was during the craze of Sonic and Mario. Every company wanted their own mascot. Uh, PlayStation was trying to do, um, you know, Crash or Spyro. Mm, Obviously, yeah. Sega had Sonic. Mario was Nintendo. You had everybody else. I think there was what. Technically, Donkey Kong was rare before they got bought out. Yeah. And then, you know, everybody tried to get a mascot. Namco's answer, and you could argue it was Pac Man, but that's arcade. That was d- during the arcade legacy stuff. Namco came up with Klonoa, and I'm glad they brought him back. Man, you know Namco is listening, so you might you might get another one, bro. And I had a feeling that this would be on your list because you talk about it all the time, and I know it's one of your favorites, nostalgic Favorite. pick, just like my number nine was was a nostalgic pick. Um, I definitely got to check it out because everything you tell me about it and that I've seen looks very interesting. Again, I am very biased, though. <laughs> yeah. More fans yeah. means more games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's trying to plug it, basically, so another one will get made. So, <laughs> Of course. Well, I like that pick. So uh, going into my number eight is Far Cry 5. Now, this is something that I just recently picked up, and it's my first introduction into the Far Cry series. I uh back in high school like uh, some of my friends were always talking about the series but I just never gave it a shot because there was so many other games I wanted to play and I was interested in but Far Cry 5 so far I almost near completion still have not beat it but that's how much I've enjoyed my time with it it's at my number eight spot um I'm really liking the story so basically the story follows along you're a deputy a deputy that goes into like this hick town to shut down a cult, but things go sideways and you get taken. And basically the whole time you're playing is you're taking down this cult. And it is so satisfying just shooting and killing all these lunatic cult people. I know I sound crazy, but it's like (laughs) they deserve it. They're insane and brainwashed and it's just a lot of fun. And I'm having a great time with it. The soundtrack is actually really good surprisingly it's um it's a lot of acoustic guitars and stuff which i'm not really the biggest fan of like country music but i like the acoustic guitar itself yeah and i'm just having a great time with it and um it's it's i think it's a good game because it's making me want to play the rest of the series and that's what a game in a series should do so i think it's done everything right so far some things i'm not the craziest on like some of the story beats might be the exact same you know and you some things you can't avoid like people will come after you and you you can't dodge them and you just get taken and there's no way around it. It's just, but so far I'm really enjoying it and yeah. Nice, nice, solid pick. I've always wanted to get into the Far Cry games and apparently people have told me because I bought New Dawn. Apparently New Dawn is not where you want to start for your um, Far Cry adventures. Is um and I bought the worst one to start with. 
So, you know, I can't say, but I might try to pick up. The, there was also a new one. I thought you were talking about six for a minute there. No, no. It, which, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. Gustavo Fring. Yeah. But when you told me about yeah. the cult leaders, I knew, okay, that's the other one. That, that's not the, the newer one. But, yeah, so eventually I'll probably need to pick out uh, one yes, of these games and yeah. play them. And I'll probably be one of the first games I get for it. Well, it's not the first, because like I said, I bought games on Steam already. But yeah. when I get a game in PC, I'll probably try to check those out on there since I can do mods and stuff. Right, right. And me, I'm bad about putting off getting games because I don't want to waste my money on them and not like it. But this, uh, it was included with PlayStation Plus. So that's how I got it. But I'm definitely wanting to check out 6 because uh, Giancarlo obviously i'm a huge breaking bad oh, fan yeah i'll be <laughs> huge breaking bad uh fan and i think he's a great actor so i'll definitely check out that so um my next one again i said i was going mainstream here and i think this is where it really starts to get there's maybe one more hey me too man me too. two more that are like niche but here we go so my number what is this yeah 1098 so seven i really had to count my number seven pick here is Modern Warfare 2. That's okay. Call of Duty. Yeah, that's I mean, new. I could stop here. Yeah, I could stop here, but I'm going to keep explaining. So basically, uh, from what I understand, uh, Modern Warfare, Black Ops, and I think there was another one I forget right now, but uh, I think that's it. Yeah. There was different branches of people making the Call of Duty games, but on this one, I think Modern Warfare 2 was the first time all the companies got together. And now they're just making the games from there. I don't think uh, mm -hmm. they're going to be separate universes anymore. Oh, so it's great, also man. kind of like a reboot of the old Modern Warfare 2, but it also continues from the reboot of the Modern Warfare 1 we got uh, a couple years prior. Uh, aside from the game being slow, it's, it's slower than Modern Warfare 1. Modern Warfare 1, you can do some crazy shit, and it was all fast-paced, and I, lo I loved it. It's just a little bit slower right now because it's still new. It's not no Season 2 stuff yet. There's a, only a few maps. But the maps are decent. Uh, the gun, the guns are great. The gunplay is great. The one thing I will say that I hate, and, and this is just how Warzone has, you know, warped the player base. A lot of campers, people traveling in packs. Oh, that's just the only, yeah. That's just the only thing I don't like. Uh, but Modern Warfare Two, it's a safe pick. You know what you're getting? It's Call of Duty. And again, there's no music because it's just doom, 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 doom. And it's just footsteps, gunfire. Yeah, yeah. it's bass. Yeah, yeah. It's it's great. It's it's well. It's great if you like multiplayer. If you don't and you get frustrated easily, you're probably not going to enjoy it. But with skill-based matchmaking, you're usually put with people on your same skill level. Mm -hmm. So whether you're offended or, you know, <laughs> impressed, that just says a lot about your skill level. Me, I'm always, you know, I get put, like I get in the sweat lobbies. I'm not a sweat. I don't think I am, but I get put in the sweat lobbies. And I'm just more, you know... I just said the word. I can't think, but I'm more impressed that they think that that's where my skill level is. Yeah, you're you're in the neckbeard matchmaking level. Like all they do is play. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. I think that's a really solid pick because everything I've seen, I haven't purchased it yet. But um, all the new gaming mechanics too is really cool. Like how you could climb on the wall and stuff like that. Yeah, when it works. Does it not well, work? Well, here's the thing. Uh, sometimes when you're just running, uh, and you can parkour, yeah, but you can't climb on the wall as far as I know. But um, mm -hmm. when you cling to stuff to get better aim at a gun, uh, with a gun, sometimes you'll run by something that automatically clings and it'll get you killed. So when it works, it's When great. it works, it does. Okay. Yeah. Oh, solid pick, man. Um, we're at number seven, right? 
All right, my number seven is Returnal. This is a PS5 exclusive. Um, I'm really big into space and story-driven games, and that's all what this is. So the uh, premises of the game is you're uh, like a space explorer, but you crash land onto a planet, um, and you're stuck there. There is no way out. So every time you go through and you basically try to make your way through the planet to find a way home to fix your ship or whatever it may be, I've never beat it. It is insanely intense, and I've put many hours into it. The cool thing about this game that is very unique, every time you die, you start at the same exact spot, but the level changes. So each time you go, you die, the game kind of starts over, but at a different place, if that makes sense. So there's always new bosses and fights and stuff. The sound design of this game is probably the best I have heard in, I don't know, in a very, very long time. It's it's very eerie. I personally had to stop playing the game for a while because it was giving me so much anxiety. <laughs> the sound the sound design is just that good and it's just like very eerie. And yeah, and I think it's very unique. There's a lot of features I've never seen um, in any other game. And the weapons are really cool. You can supercharge them. And I really love the main character and the story is amazing, but I've definitely got to get back into it to try to beat it. It's just, well, it's honestly one of the harder games I've ever tried to attempt to play, but, uh, my brother-in-law beat it, but he said it took him like, um, almost 80 hours or something. So it's an intense game. It's very intense, but, um, just for what they've done, it's so different and unique. And I look forward for, um, well, I won't get into that because that goes into my developers, but I look forward uh, to see what they do next. For me, I, I don't really mess around with games like that where it's like a, not horror, but horror-esque or, you know, like anxiety is playing a big role in the game and the atmosphere. Yeah. Not because I'm a pussy, no. It's just like, <laughs> I don't like to be put in situations where it's like, you're supposed to lose. You know what I'm saying? Like to add to the horror oh, yeah, aspect. Yeah. Um, I'm if you give really me a gun, I want to use it. Yeah, so I'm not really into that either. This is like, I, I am a scaredy cat. I don't like horror movies or anything like that. So this, it, it's like, um, it's scary. Cause like, say you're walking and you walk into a chamber, all of a sudden the concrete door shuts behind you. You can't get out until you kill the boss. And the boss is like the fucking hardest thing I've ever faced. So it, it's definitely got horror elements. Um I would still recommend it to everybody to check out just for the um, gameplay and sound design alone, though. Right. Yeah. But yeah, well, it, yeah, it was really making me anxious. I had to stop playing. Now, is this like a PS4 or is it PS5 exclusive too? No, it's it's a PS5 exclusive. Yeah, it was one of the mm -hmm. first like exclusive games. So is there like shit going on with the controller too? Like the, you like the vibration? Yeah. So like yeah, that? with the haptic, it starts vibrating and stuff like that. It's very, it's very unique. And on the PS5 DualSense controller, it's not DualSense, is it? I think so. I don't have I think one. it's That's called, it. yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's DualSense. Um, so a cool thing about that is uh, there's a little speaker and microphone on the controller itself so sometimes when you walk in an area you'll hear like the water coming out of the um controller so it's a very immersive experience does it have vr too because that would be crazy as hell 
It doesn't, but they just uh, they added on multiplayer, so that would be something really fun to stream because it would oh, be God. a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, that was uh, number seven, correct? Yeah, we're on number six now. Okay, yeah. So my number six, uh, I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this, but Overwatch Two. Oh wow! People hated it. Yeah, people hated it because of the microtransactions and stuff, and like you used to get like packs and stuff for free just for winning matches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought the Legacy Edition of uh the the OG Overwatch, so technically the whole game for me was one big microtransaction. So I could take it or leave it. <laughs> I'm more excited about the, the 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 newer fan base because this is a new game. When I uh, played Overwatch, I got it on the Switch first because it was on sale for like five dollars. Then I later bought it for the PS4, so I bought the game twice. But uh, when I first started playing Overwatch, the fan base was gone. So the only thing that were people, only people that were logging on were people purposely throwing matches or pros trying to practice before they get into like their uh, their ranked matches. So I legit lost damn near every match that I got on. So I like. I want to learn these characters. I want to do everything right, but until there's like a new fan base and skill-based matchmaking with people around my level and my skill level, there's not much I can do because I'm one of those people when I log on, especially when I play multiplayer games, I don't like losing. I don't like playing. I feel like I waste my time when I do that because I don't like sinking 30 minutes into something and just to see a screen, you Hmm. lose. Yeah. I'm not a sore loser or anything like that, but I guess that's not for me to decide because, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's more of an observation than it is a, a, a character trait that you can, you know, see. But I just don't like to sink hours into something and then lose. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, who does, you know? Yeah. But as far as the character models, they look the same to me. People are saying, I mean, they updated some clothes, don't get me wrong. But as far as like graphics and stuff, and I, again, it could be because I'm on PS4 and not 5 or PC. They look similar to Overwatch 1. Uh, certain people's ultimates and moves have, have been changed, which is good because I, I haven't seen anything that was for the worse. Um, I'm going to Risa main, and then when I'm not playing tank, I play Zenyatta. So mm-hmm. I'm just mainly there for support. I'm not the damage dealer, although I can if I need to. Uh, I'm, I'm mainly just the tank, especially when I see a Roadhog. I start chucking spears, and it is hilarious. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, so my it was number six, right? That was number six, yeah. Yeah, so my number six pick is Overwatch 2, and I'm going to put a five next to this so I know which one is which. But, um, yeah, so, again, I know people hate it because of the microtransactions, but that's just the way the world right now. Can't do much about it. That's a good pick. Um, I've not played enough of the Overwatch, as you know. I've just recently started playing with you, um, but... It's a lot of fun, man. I love playing as the tank. I think everybody does because you just wreck shit. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So I think that's a very solid pick. And um, it's a very good multiplayer game, too. That's the thing. So going into my number six is a game called Kingdom Come Deliverance. Now, I don't know if many people know about this game, but it is a, a RPG set in medieval times. And I am, that's a huge thing of mine. I'm really into medieval era. Like I love going to Renaissance fairs and Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, stuff like that. So this, this was all, this is all I was about, you know? So I've, I've sunk in too many hours, you know, to say the least. Well, I might be ashamed of. (laughs) I kind of want to hear the number. 
I don't even know, honestly. <laughs> that, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> but yeah, there's been many sleepless nights where I would just be playing this game. Basically, you play as this guy, and um, I mean, I guess I won't spoil anything, but um, you, the premise is you're trying to work your way up to becoming a knight in a way, but I've never played a game like this where the comedy is just on a whole different level. It's like, it's random. It's really funny. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of like um, Skyrim elements, like it's a uh, first person, so you could there's tournaments you could fight in you could pickpocket people you could rob people you could kill people but um <laughs> he's laughing at me because yeah <laughs> sounds like medieval gta <laughs> no for real like you could do all this stuff and it's cool though because um every decision you have kind of impacts uh what people think about you and stuff so like you know i went on a killing spree as one does um, in the medieval town and they didn't like that you know so every time they seen me they harass me and the guards come up to you and they search you because they know who you are so you get searched all the time for no reason it's like profiling you know what? is it really for no reason if you if you did the crime <laughs> but like i won't do anything that day is the thing and they come up to oh, you you're, you're they're like they're like oh here comes this guy you know I mean, a known thief walks into the, the town and just like, come on, man, you got to be weary. Come on. <laughs> but I love it. It is a very like, um, I don't know how to phrase it, but it I'm it's developed by like a, a very small company, like an indie uh, developer. So they've put so much work into this and making it feel real. Like the world feels some of the most real I've ever experienced in any game. Um, same thing. I got this from being on PlayStation Plus. So that is my number six is Kingdom Come Deliverance. Deliverance. Okay. Okay. Weird so pick, number... I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You, like you said, you like medieval stuff. I hate it. I absolutely what? abhor. Yeah. I hate, I abhor medieval stuff. Dude. I. I... What? Oh my I, God. I don't know whether it's because this is boring or what. Like, don't you, I love the idea of a knight. Blasphemy. I love the, I love the idea of like sorcery, uh, you know, wizards and shit like that. Cause I used to play Wizard One on One all the time. Oh, yeah. uh, but just when it's like so accurate, I don't like that stuff. It's but it's it's yeah. fun. The only I would say annoying aspect is you have to eat, and I don't really like that in games. Like it's more it's RPG. I get it, but basically you have to eat. You have to be well, clothed not, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, eating's not yeah. necessarily tied to RPGs. I'd say that's more uh, a man, uh, mandatory thing in um, like Monster Hunter esque games because they're usually stat yeah, yeah, buffs yeah. and debuffs, and then uh, obviously open world because uh, that's like the new craze now. Or it's not new, but it's like the current gaming trend. Right. But yeah, um, I understand. It, it's just annoying though because you'll be doing like a quest or just exploring, and then all you have to sleep or you're gonna pass out and die. So it's just like. That's realism for you. It is, but it's like, <laughs> come on. I was like in the middle of like robbing somebody. Come on, man. <laughs> no rest for the wicked. <laughs> um, so uh, let's see here. One, two. Yeah, okay. It looks like most of my games here, or at least the versions that I played, were for the Switch. So this one shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, again, going multiplayer theme here, and it's a weird pick, I know, but it did win. Uh, I forget which award. 
but it won uh, an award at the Game Awards recently. So my number five is Splatoon 3. Never played the first two, but like I've had a Switch and I wanted one for so long. So when I finally got one, I was like, where are the shooting games? There's there's really not a shooting game. So this is the closest you're going to get to like a multiplayer shooter. I love it. And I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. I haven't played it as much as I thought I would. But like every time I get on, it's real fun. Like, because again, it's not an actual shooter. So if I really want to play an actual shooter, I will play Overwatch. I will play Modern Warfare 2. I will play Siege. Something else. But when I want to get on the Switch and just relax and play, because like, there's some crazy people if you're on after like 12 a.m. But like, if you're just on like at decent hours, you you get the you get the scrubs. And again, I don't know if that because I'm not, I'm not well versed in this. I don't know if they're skill based matchmaking, but I know I'm a scrub <laughs> at the game. But you know, I always so, win at the games that I play, at least on Overwatch. I'm not Overwatch, uh, Splatoon. So you so I think I've um, lost maybe like two or three. So you get on when it's easy pickings, huh? Yeah, dude, I've got on at twelve. Like, don't get me wrong, because you know my sleep schedule is is fucked. I just, like I said, I usually don't get the hankering for Splatoon 3. I haven't even beat the story mode yet. There is, a, a, like, a, a, a deep story mode. Uh, but, like, if I, I want to play a multiplayer shooting game, there's just other options for me. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I saw this game, it was, like, um, it was in an old Nintendo Direct. And I was like, oh, my God, Splatoon? Really? They're making a third one? My roommate played a lot of it. And I was like, it looks okay. Uh, and then it was just, like, I kept wanting to know more and more and more about it. And then um, I think whatever. I just had the money one day, and I was at Best Buy, and I said, "Fuck it, I'm okay, gonna buy yeah. it." Yeah. And uh, I like what I played. There was a lot of customization and stuff like that. Uh, you customize a locker, customize your character, obviously, and your weapons and stuff like that. Uh, but as far as a multiplayer shooter, there's definitely better options. I'm not gonna lie to you. But for Nintendo, yeah, this is the best you're gonna get. Yeah, I and think I, I like I like the game. I can't say that I love it. But, um, and I know it's weird. It's number five on your list. What do you mean you don't love it? It's just, <laughs> I found myself playing a lot of it this year, obviously because, it, or last year, obviously because it came out last year. But, um, it's just like when you're, I guess if you're on a losing streak on something else, you go to this, it's a, it's a nice pick me up. Mm-hmm. Exactly what it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, everything I've ever heard about Splatoon has really only been positive. Cause like. I was in the same boat wanting to switch forever. And as you do, you go on YouTube and you type in top switch games and every yeah. single, every single time Splatoon is up there Splatoon. and I've still yet to check it out. Cause uh, you know, I don't know. I just like you, I've been putting it off and I've definitely got and to there's check other it out. options. Yeah. There's Cause other options. Yeah. When you first get a switch, it's overwhelming with the big titles you got to play like Mario Odyssey, yeah. breath of the wild, you know, so it's like usually better pickings, but like I said, I've only heard positives. So yeah, yep. and when I say uh, you know, I recently got a switch. Uh, I, it's not been recent. I've had this for uh, years, but I started out with a switch light, and because you can't plug the Ethernet cord in there, and uh, you know, you can't dock it to the TV. I didn't. I tried to stay away from multiplayer games just because um, it's a handheld at that point, and it's not gonna have like the best uh, connection and stuff like that. The controllers are better because you don't gotta worry about drift. Knock on wood. I've had my <laughs> Switch Lite uh, for a year longer than I've had my Switch, and I have no problems from the Switch Lite as far as the controller. My Switch, two. however, yeah, I have two. two I, you know, I, I'm sticking to it, for, mainly for Pokemon when I trade and stuff like that. But um, 
my switch that I can dock. My I, I literally have I bought four controllers: a Pro, two GameCube controllers, and obviously the ones that came with it. And all of them are giving me trouble. All but of them. The all of them. Damn. You got I'm the worst luck. Or they're yeah, just I'm not even that. that hard. I'm not even that hard on my controllers. You're not like that, that hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On my controllers, especially Nintendo, because I knew drift was going to be a problem. Like that's why I said again, knock on wood. My light has not given me any issues, and I'm assuming that's just because they're built into the the console itself. So, no. So, um, I could speak on that a little bit. I have the Switch original. Is that what you would call it? Yeah. Yeah, so I I had that and um same thing. I've had a lot of issues with drifting, which is usually fixed pretty easily. Um you just have to go in there and um what is it called? Recalibrate your uh controllers. Well, in that instance that your your controller actually isn't broken. That's just a recalibration, but I'm saying uh, from years of wear and tear, if you really like uh, I don't know why. And then Nintendo knows the issue with their controllers. And I get that you have to walk. Yeah. There shouldn't be an auto walk option on games, but a lot of these games require you to really fuck with this joystick. No, and they yeah, know their yeah. controllers fucked. Mario Kart, but, um, bro. That's all you should do. When your thing is broken, it's actually broken, and it will always drift and stuff like that. So if you can recalibrate yes. it and it fixes, it's not broken. You're okay. still good. Well, so I have so, a, a Pro Controller too, but it's not like a Nintendo's brand, but that one's just fucked completely, drifted. Yeah. And I, I think my issue with that was I bought it was an official Nintendo one, but mine was the wired version, so it was cheaper. And oh it was no, yeah, you know you felt the difference, like the no, the yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of had the issue with the GameCube uh, Switch controller as well. Have you had that? Which one did you buy? I had Power A. Um, it's it's from Nintendo. Okay, uh, I know because Nintendo had one that was uh the wireless ones. It's wireless, uh, I, yeah, it's wireless. Okay, yeah, I don't have that one, so I can't say. I always bought wired controllers, and they were it's by pretty Power good, A. But uh, my wife has the Switch Lite, and uh, same thing. She's not had any problems with drifting or anything. So Yeah, I, I love that little bastard. It's like it's so good. <laughs> Mainly for Pokemon and stuff like that, because you can take it on the go. It's so but, nice. I mean, yeah. You can take the other Switch on the go, too, but like... This one will actually fit no, in your yeah. pocket. I don't have to detach the Joy-Cons and then put it in a bag or something no, like that. No, that's the thing, too, with that. It's so good for handheld. And, like, sometimes when you're playing, uh, carrying the original Switch, like, the controllers kind of move on you. So, yep. Yeah, so the light is the way to go. And it gives you that nostalgic Game Boy vibe, you know, carrying around your Game Boy. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, getting into my top five, I definitely have some, well, better-known games. Probably number five being the most is Fortnite. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what you don't like that? We'll get to it later. But <laughs> Fortnite, Fortnite, no more <laughs> Fortnite cards. <laughs> but right, um, well. you know Fortnite, I made fun of forever. And like I thought it was just a little kid's game and the gameplay, it just wasn't for me looking at it. And um it wasn't until this past year that um Kendall here got me onto it because he needed a third uh for what is it? Uh trios. Yeah, for trios. See, I don't even know the lingo. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but man, I, I tell you what, this is honestly the most fun I've had playing a video game in a very, very long time. I was kind of going through a phase where I was tired of games until I played this. And I've played... God, dang. 
What? So Fortnite just got you over your uh, your waning uh, disinterest for gaming? That's crazy. No, it's just like I've never had games uh, where I could play with friends like this. It's so easy to oh, pick up. Multiplayer. And, and it's very easy to understand. Um, we're, we're the kind of people that do zero builds, though. We don't like the building. Yeah. Uh, we're just shooters, shooter people. And that's know? what I want to say. So original Fortnite, you know, obviously it was popular for the building mo uh, mode. I forget which season it was introduced in, but he's obviously talking about this specific season where they introduced no builds. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I don't recall uh, either. Yeah, so it, it, it's technically a different version of the game. It is. Right. Uh, yeah, that's true. Because I, Fortnite, I had played in the past before, but it was with builds. And it, it just wasn't really for me because it seemed like, I don't know. Too much. Too much, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You had to worry simple. about getting a gun. Yeah, but shielding yourself, shielding. getting uh, getting the the juice shit. It, it's, I forget what it's yeah, yeah. the Chuck splashes, all that shit. It was yeah, too much. oh yeah, Chuck splash, man, so many. Um, <laughs> but yeah, don't get me wrong. I think the building mode is really cool and inventive. Like that's definitely new that Fortnite came up with, you know. But um, it's just not for me. But like I said, Fortnite is just accessible and easy to play like i have become very good at it and um <laughs> not to brag but like i've won a lot solos and it's just a, it's a hell of a time with friends you know right and that's that's my number five okay so we're into to the fours my number four again here's a niche entry uh Mine i'm too, a big yeah. beat 'em up fan yeah so when i heard tmnt shredder's revenge was getting released oh shit, with yeah. uh two of the members from the wu-tang clan doing the music and then not only that t lo t lopes from sonic mania who did the tracks for sonic mania was also going to be working mania? on the music i had to get it Hell yeah. so it's it's a classic tmnt side scroller beat 'em up uh there's a bunch of well not a bunch of characters but you get the four turtles obviously who cares splinter then you get Casey Jones, and then my personal favorite, April O'Neil. Her moveset is, like, probably the best one. It's, like, a mix of speed and then just, like, because you can juggle in the game. So there's, like, a lot of aerial stuff she has, too. Like, uh, you know, different characters have different uh, things that they're better at. So uh, I think Raph is close combat, but he's a power type. Casey Jones, uh, because he's, like, one of the last characters you unlock, he has a long distance. He's slower, but he's also a power type. Michelangelo, he's a speed type. Uh, Donnie, he's long range. Uh, Leonardo, because he's the de facto leader, he's uh, you know, an all around character. And then Master Splinter, I forget what he is. Um, but he has a different type. I want to say he's a speed type. Mm -hmm. But uh, so there's different ways to play the game, and then there's all these collectibles and stuff. I wish there was like a, a thing like Sonic Mania and Sonic, not Sonic Mania, Sonic Origins, where you can unlock stuff in the museum and stuff like that. Uh, but you get achievements. That's about it. But um. Side scroller beat them up TMNT. I love playing these games when I was younger. So the fact that they got re-released, not re-released because it's a new game, but you know, uh, TMNT esque. It, like it definitely captures the spirit of the old Konami games. And that's another thing. This was made by uh, another studio. So I hope they get to see more. Uh, you know, not revenue, but I do hope they make money off of it. But I hope they see more traffic and more companies. You know, going for them to uh, not remake because again, this isn't a remake, but make games and uh this classic arcade style feel and again wu-tang wu-tang that's yeah, all i know I that's say. insane dude so and it wasn't just like a stupid song you like i actually bumped his song like, no i've regularly. listened yeah i've went i found that out too and i went and looked um i think that's a really good pick 
because um it's been getting a lot of praise too from like uh big names so i've been seeing it in a lot of people's top 10 of the year as well um real Great question game. real question though um who's your favorite turtle favorite turtle honestly um it, it changes over the years and it, it changes based on different things. When I was watching a 2003 TV show, it was Leonardo because he's the leader. I always thought I was a fucking ring leader and leader. Right. Of my cousin. Yeah. But as I grew up, I was like, oh man, Raphael is pretty cool too. He has a side. He's like close up and stuff like that. And in the 2007 movie, he was a night rider. Uh, I might that not might not be the correct name, but he did his own thing. He was, you know, fighting for his own thing. I never liked Donatello because all he has is a bow staff. Ironic because I do own a bow staff, but I guess in the movies and like the, the newer TV shows that try to make him smart, especially in what Rise of the TMNT, they made him this fucking misanthrope uh, tech guy, which I kind of relate to. I'm not like super nerdy and techy like he is, but like I, I kind of relate to that. He has no social skills and it's hilarious. But I think I got to say my favorite turtle is Michelangelo. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's that's a and really good chucked. pick. Yeah, hilarious. he is my second pick. My favorite is Raphael, though. For sure. Growing okay. up, I've always just loved Raphael. And um, it's cool we're talking about this because there's um a new TV show coming out, too. Did you see that? Yes. It is a, yet another reboot. So that means Rise of the, T, uh, Rise of the TMNT is no longer getting like uh, any more episodes, even though they just had a movie that came out last year. Uh, so very disappointed about that. The, the designs that I've seen so far mm -hmm. look okay, but they're promo and not the final, like, you know, we don't see the character model uh, thing. No, yeah. Yet. So I'm going to hold my uh, the rest of my thoughts until I see those. Yeah, it's but, mostly just concepts right now we're seeing. Yeah, but From what I've seen is okay. What I'm most excited about for that, though, is it is being produced by Seth Rogen. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see that. I don't know if I like that. Is uh, well, we've seen what celebrities do with the the Velma thing. No, no, no. Yeah. yes, I agree. But he is actually he's a man of the culture, man. But well, that's what I'm saying. Seth yeah. Rogen is a different story. I feel like Velma yes. was just she wanted to make a show about herself, and they just like, oh no, you have to use Scooby Doo. No, and that's it's, what we got. It's awful. But um, I'm always just sketchy when uh you know celebrities get a hold of stuff like this. Yes, but uh, I have complete faith because he directs another show that I love is The Boys on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you've seen any clips of that. You've seen Homelander probably, right? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. that's so him. I, I've seen, Yeah, I yeah. know that. I've yeah. seen that. Uh, I like some of what I've seen, but uh, I, can, I, I hate to be that guy, but like I, I've seen it, uh, The Boys through the comics, and there's like one, I'm not going to spoil anything. I don't yeah, know if yeah. you uh, have it in your review, if you spoil it, but I'm not going to spoil it, but there's one character you probably know who I'm talking about who was written differently in the comics. And he's like, it's this big, uh, like last hoorah reveal. Yeah. And the way things worked out on the, in the show, I don't think they can do that reveal anymore. So I think they're going with different plot stories, but I just don't like when people like, I love creative Liberty. Don't get me wrong, but it's just when it's so far removed from the source material, I guess, but it's not a big issue for me if it's an improvement. So I'll just leave that there until As I about to say. we talk about yeah. the TV shows and stuff. Okay, but um, number four, yeah, so right? Yeah. Number yeah, four. four. Well, great pick, though. Great pick. I still got to check yeah. that out. Uh, number four is another pick probably just for me. Uh, Life is Strange 2. Now, I am a huge story person, as I say. I'm in love with story so this game has a hell of a story 
Um, is new characters. I was unsure about it because I've played Life of Strange and I, you know, a lot of people have played it and it's like a very big game. Cult for, classic. Yeah, it's a cult classic and it has a great story uh, with the lead character being Max, you know, but um, I was kind of concerned going into this because it's a new character. Uh, characters, you get to play um, as two brothers. So it's it's a very unique story. It's wildly different. It opens with tragedy, of course, and then you you and your brother are kind of on your own trying to find a way to live. Cause uh, not to give it away if you haven't played it, but the cops are kind of like after you because they think you did something. Um, so basically, you're just going through different towns and cities trying to live until um, one of you gets powers. <laughs> And um, so some crazy stuff goes, but it's my number four is Life is Strange too, because the story for me solely, the story is just very good and it moved me. I uh, I did not cry, don't think that, but <laughs> but it was a very overall good story and I really like the art direction and it. The, the thing that's special with Life is Strange is it is shot like cinematography like it's like a movie almost so you're basically playing through scenes and stuff like that and i really enjoy that never thought i'd see you play a square enix game what <laughs> square enix the developer no i know but why well <laughs> final fantasy for one <laughs> <laughs> but no it's just like uh um, he done me dirty <laughs> square enix does do a lot of uh, things other than final fantasy but I don't know. I just I have started Final Fantasy finally. Okay. Okay. Well, which one? Final Fantasy is the the franchise name. The uh, the seven. Seven. Okay. Okay. Respectable. Respectable. Even though you got the best one, on the, the you own them twice. We're not going into that. You could go <laughs> ahead. You could you could tell on me. It's pretty funny. This man owns <laughs> two copies of Final Fantasy Thirteen. And two copies of Final Fantasy 13 2. I gave him both of the versions that I had, uh, Final Fantasy 13 and 13 2. And then he bought them at another GameStop because he didn't know he had them. There's, so he owns them twice. There's so many. I just don't know. And he doesn't play them. Like, bro, for people who are in the know, please tell him the music. The music and the, the atmosphere is the best part. Sure, you play as a woman, and I know most people don't like that in their video games because, you know, if you're a man, you can't relate to playing as a, as a female. That's just, you can't. But Lightning, Miss Farron herself, and honestly, you play as what? Sarah is the second one, and then Lightning again in the third one. You play as a, a plethora of different characters. The story, the, the lore in each, uh, each of these, because uh, uh, 13 was broken into three parts. And I know this isn't even in the top 10 games, but it's my favorite fucking Final Fantasy game. I, I, I love know, it. He just know. refuses to play it. Uh, I'm ashamed. And the music is just spectacular. For those in the know, just please tell him that, about the music. <laughs> Don't and even tell him about I'm the ashamed. story. He'll I'm get ashamed. to that later. But the music is just superb. I am ashamed because I love scores to movies and games. But um, I'm ashamed to say I have downloaded this and deleted it thousands of times almost. Like, I've started it. Literally, I open it, and I'm like, I don't want to play this. And I, I cut it off and delete it. But recently, I just downloaded it, and I'm giving it a shot. So don't – it's 7. Clarify, you're talking about 7 or 13? 7, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I thought you downloaded and, uh, you know, did everything to 13. I'm about to say, oh, my God. I kind of have oh. no excuse because it's free. 
on PlayStation. Like if you have, and you have the he has a PS Five, like he said, so yeah. he has access to uh, Final Fantasy Seven Integrate with Yuffie. <laughs> I don't have Yuffie. I don't even know who I that is. You, see, yeah, I dude. I love Final Fantasy VII so much. It started with Advent Children that I bought. Uh, well, one PlayStation uh, Plus gave me seven for free, but I, I wanted to, I wanted to experience the whole story. It just wasn't enough. That was like it was part. They're doing it in three parts. Part one wasn't enough to satiate my hunger. I had to go out and buy the old Final Fantasy VII. I'm sorry. In its entirety. I'm and sorry. then I had to rebuy and rewatch Advent Children. A, a thousand pardons, sir. All I could do is humbly apologize. But... And you know what's funny, though? Are you done with your list before I interrupt you? List? What? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, was that your number four? You done? Life is Strange 2 is my number four. Yeah, go ahead. Keep resting me. It's fine. Number three is Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion. <laughs> the prelude to the whole story of Final Fantasy VII. Great segue. Great segue. <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> So this is a remake. They didn't change God. anything, but it is a remake. Well, I mean, obviously, besides the graphics, I'm talking about the stories because Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VII Remake change a lot of story elements. But Crisis Core Reunion uh, is literally the same as far as the story goes. I haven't got to play it yet, but I've seen gameplay because I'm getting it. I was going to get it on the Switch version, but uh, they said there was a couple issues with frame rate and FPS. Oh, yeah, it's on Switch. So. Though. Yeah, because I wanted it for the Switch because it was originally a PSP game, and I wanted to capture that feeling again. But I think I'm going to get it on the uh, the PS4 instead. What's it got like? Unless 10... there's a sale, unless there's a sale on the Switch, it's probably got but, like 10 um, FPS on there. So, God, please. But basically, the same story. Uh, they did change voice actors, so people had a lot of problems with Zach's voice actor. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Zach's new voice actor. Uh, the graphics look clean. The gameplay is as exactly as people remember it. Because, again, I can't say for myself. I haven't got to play it yet. But it, it's as, exactly as people remember it. There's a lot of tedious stuff still, but it's an RPG. I mean, a JRPG. Excuse yeah, me. It's yeah, a JRPG. Yeah. You knew that was going to be in there. But it's integral. Because, you know, they, they know what they're doing when they're releasing. Because Final Fantasy VII is like Square Enix's bread and butter. So it is important to the story. It is. It is important to the story of Final Fantasy VII. So they were releasing that before they released part two of the remake. So if you don't already, I'm not even just singling you out here, but if you <laughs> yes, don't already you own are. it, please go get Crisis Core. I'm not saying this because uh, you know, if more sales equals more stuff they're gonna make. They're already making the the, the the part the other two parts of Final Fantasy VII remake. They're already Crisis Core is uh, made already. Wow. They already made their money. But just enjoy and play this game for yourself, uh, even if you well, got to do it through not so legal means. What are you it's promoting? <laughs> I'm not promoting anything. I'm just saying, get it how you live it. Dude. Play the game. It's kind of funny that both of our number fours were from the same developer. Obviously, one being better than the other. Um, my game, but um, oh, that, that was number three. Number three. Your four. My that was three. number three. That was number three. Yeah, number my three, number yeah. three. It just had segued into it. Well. <laughs> I people don't come at me do not cancel me I will give it a shot I promise like I said I just got a PlayStation so I've been catching up on all of the old catalogs so you know I've had a chance to play this forever because I had it like you said like four times on Xbox but I never even put and it I don't in. mean to go on a tirade like that it's just 13 is my favorite Final Fantasy and then 7 I think was just 
it has easier access because it was re-released and then they get for free for uh, PlayStation Plus. Right. And right. It's just an amazing story. Like I said, I, I'm a little biased. I will admit that because uh, I, I, what was it? I started with Advent Children. My cousins had the movie. I seen it. I was like, oh my God, Cloud is freaking cool. Look at that big ass bluster sword. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Tifa's fucking hot. Tifa and Aerith are fucking hot. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to play the game. Bro. Years later. <laughs> yeah. Years later, I finally get um, he a Final Fantasy thirteen. I am. Yeah. So what? <laughs> no, but years later, <laughs> I finally I finally get um Final Fantasy 13 cuz I forget why, but I was in a game store and I was like, "Oh, I have the money. Why not?" And uh That's what I did. After that, it, it started my uh, obsession. Uh so I got Final Fantasy 13 and then years later I would get uh not years, like 2 years later, I would get a uh, 12 mistaking it for 10 cuz I was like, "Oh, what top 10 Final Fantasies to start with?" So I got 12 thinking it was 10. I played that. I liked it for what it was. And then I just now have 10. And then I, uh, I beat 7. I recently bought that for the Switch. And then I bought Final Fantasy 8. Uh, I beat that. And now I'm just... Uh, I haven't finished 10 all the way, so I'm working on 10 and 10-2 right now. And then I've got to go play the rest. Well, yeah. And I I feel guilty because, like, you know, I when I got it at GameStop, it was only, like, a few dollars. Um, it was on a sale. Like if you get six games, like it's only like 10 bucks or something. So I've never, when I bought it, I never even put it in my console. Sad enough. And <laughs> you can't see this for people who are listening to audio only, but I am weeping inside. <laughs> He's dying inside, Weeping. you know, and I'm sure you might recommend me that one to play. Huh? Not for, I'm doing uh games that came out this year, but I mean, okay. you have, I shouldn't have to recommend it. You have it. I do. Don't okay. let it rot. And, and even if you do, even if you do let it rot, you have another version. You, okay. have, you have copies. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, getting back on it, I at number three for my top ten games I played in 2022 is Sifu. Now this oh, yeah. game is something else, man. It could honestly be my number one, but there's some other things that's better. But um, Sifu is just uh, it's developed by indie developer Slow Clap, and um, I don't know much of their work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really know any of their other work besides Sifu, but um, I'm definitely gonna be checking them out more. Um, but Sifu is very—it's like a breath of fresh air in the fighting game community, uh, I think, because you know fighting games could get redundant. Sorry, Kendall. Where, um, I know. Well, I just want to make a correction too. He let me play it at his house because I don't have a five, and I think it was only initially released for the five. I could be wrong, but either way, yeah, yeah. that would be uh, more considered a beat 'em up. Uh, a beat 'em up, up yeah. is like there's yeah. no multiplayer; you're just fighting right, waves yeah. of enemies. Yeah, exactly. Whereas a fighting game is usually multiplayer; you're fighting a computer, usually in a two D setting, but it can be three D. But like main thing with beat 'em up versus fighting game is mm-hmm. beat 'em up is waves of enemies, and fighting game is just one on one usually. Right, and thank you for preferencing that because I I didn't know the term really, but uh yeah it's it's a beat up, beat 'em up game, but the story you follow this main character and it's so unique that um you age every single time you die, so the whole story is you're following, uh you witness your father get killed by all of these like assassins and like kung fu masters, so the whole thing is you're training your whole life to um track them down and kill each one of them so and it's very cool the level design is so creative and unique um 
the, you can use weapons, there's abilities, but the the main draw for Sifu is the art style and the music. Yeah. It's it's very impressive and I kind of want to play it right now, but uh, <laughs> got to do this. <laughs> but you yeah, know, uh the yeah. art style is like if you if you didn't mention it, I was going to mention it. It is fucking beautiful. The art style, it's it's I think it's honestly the best looking game I've played all year. Just it's so inventive. Like and another big draw is uh the mechanic of every single time you die you age and that is very creative and with each age you can unlock different abilities and moves and stuff like that so uh by the end of the game like you might have to play one level over and over because by the end of the level you might be like 50 right but you still yeah. have like a few more levels to go so by the end of the whole game you might be 70 but you might have to go back to the original levels to try to beat them at a younger age. So, yeah, yeah that's uh, number three is Sifu. Sifu. That is a great game. And another th another reason to not look down on these, like, small developers just because you don't know them and stuff like that. Yes, like, yeah. Again, going back to art style, I, I think these uh, smaller – again, I don't want to call them smaller companies, but these indie companies, I think that's their best asset. They know they don't have the budget for these, just, like, quadruple a gaming right. thing so they the, the character and the game really sticks out they have to nail the mechanics they have to nail the art style everything has to be perfect because you know they may not get another chance at a game and i hate putting that pressure on them but like mm -hmm. so far what i've seen especially this year or not this year last year indie companies have really been delivering they are man and um sifu was one that really came out and shocked a lot of people and like just blew them away so it's a lot of pressure on slow clap right now, but yeah. But speaking <laughs> of seafood, there was some mods I seen. Uh, I, I don't know if you yeah. like Yu Yu Hakusho, but Yu Yu Hakusho, there was a mod for that. And because it's anime, it was cell shaded. It fit right in with the art style. And Same. man, okay. it looked so, crazy. That's what got me interested in the game because I didn't even hear about seafood. I mean, I, I watch RDC and I've seen them play it, mm -hmm. but like, as far as like natural, um, you know, people spreading the game around and spreading the word around, I didn't hear about it until I seen the mods. So. Well, I found about out about it because okay. um, oh sorry, okay, I found out about Sifu because um, I listened to a podcast called a uh, Kind of Funny Gamecast, and they recommend and do deep reviews, and they kept recommending Sifu, and I, I'm just really happy they did. It's it blew me yeah. away, and I seen some of the mods as well. Um, I'm a big Daredevil fan, and one of the main, like, coolest fights in the game is you're just in a big hallway, and, like, going down, just running through enemies, and so they, they modded, they modded Daredevil because there's a scene on his TV show that's, like, the same thing. Yeah, so here, here we are, here we are. Number two for me, I said it earlier, uh, well, Pokemon Legends Arceus was number 10. <laughs> Scarlet and Violet are better. Oh my god. So I say that because now again, I, there are some things in Arceus I wish were brought over to Scarlet and Violet. But the the mass outbreaks I feel like it, it's give and take here, but the mass outbreaks in, in terms of just like uh the world are better. But uh the way Legends Arceus handles them is is better because you can see the shiny, and that's another thing people are mad about. I shiny hunt. I just now got into that because I can speed run the games and stuff like that, but Shiny hunting on uh, this new game sucks because there's no audio uh, audio thing. You just have to know what the shiny looks like. And because they're in herds and little hordes, 
that might be difficult for some people with like uh you know certain disabilities color blindness um I, I mean you know just other uh things that you might have a disability with um or you're just tired or you just don't know what the shiny looks like but uh as far as like the classic pokemon experience people shit on sword and shield but i loved it but i will say scarlet and violet are better pokemon games than that uh again this one was open world and they uh when they advertised it they was like oh there's multiplayer there's multi uh, there's no multiplayer outside of you know battling trading and stuff like that when they said multiplayer i assumed this was going to be an open world thing where you can you know play the game like let's go you could have two people you know you could double battle basically the whole game if you wanted to you could quadruple battle the whole game if you wanted to but when they said multiplayer i thought they meant you could go out in the open world and you and a partner or whoever could go out and play these games and battle the gym leaders and stuff like that as a team. That's what I thought it meant, but we were you mistaken. Um, excuse me, I was mistaken. Um, but I say they're better, one, because of, uh, you know, Legends Arceus was cool, but it looked like a tech demo. Visuals are what came down to my decision here. And I will say, you know, uh, Scarlet and Violet, it needed at least another couple months in the oven here. I'm, I'll, I'll give you that. But I didn't like the art style in Legends Arceus. Uh, one, because it tried to look like Breath of the Wild, but then it failed. And Pokemon yeah. being the highest grossing uh, franchise in the world, they have the money to you know use as they see fit and make these games look way better than what we got. And I get that it's running on a Switch, but this thing is capable of a lot. It runs The Witcher 3, no, not no problem, but it runs but yeah, The Witcher yeah. 3, and it looks like The Witcher 3. So they have the money, the resources, and everything. So you can't say, oh, Game Freak's an indie company. No, yeah. They have the money. and They have like, the money. Like you said, you brought up Breath of the Wild. Look how gorgeous that looks on the Switch. So that, like you said, um, from the clips I've seen, a lot of us just looked real dull and flat. And um, a lot of people are saying they're having, like, so much fun with it. But, so, you know, there's glitches and some of the gameplay. Are you talking so. about Violet? Yeah. Scarlet and Violet? Okay, yeah. yeah. And again, you're wondering, well, why is it number two, asshole? Um, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> One, there's promised DLC, and there's like these new Pokemon. There's new Pokemon in these games. Uh, there were new forms in Legends Arceus, sure, but you couldn't battle. And for me, the main thing about a Pokemon game is I need to battle. I need to make my money. That's you how it started. Money, yeah. yeah, you can you can make money in Legends Arceus, but that's uh, like. It's the three bandits you battle, Volo, and uh, you know, until you finish the story. Because after you finish the story, Volo's at the so he's not even in the game anymore. Mm -hmm. And then you can battle for fun. I think I don't even know if you get money for it, but you can battle uh, the other members. Uh, you know, uh, what's her? Zisui? I'm probably pr pronouncing her name wrong, but Zisu, Zisui, whatever. You can battle in her little uh, training ground right there, but there's no actual battles besides the the wild Pokemon. And again, there's more Pokemon in this game. There was 242, or it might have been four or something. I, I get the number wrong, but there was a set number in Legends Arceus, and they were only from Gen 4, and there was some scattered here and about. And then again, there was new regional forms, but there's a lot more new Pokemon in this game. Uh, now again, I initially had problems with the Pokemon designs, but as you play the game and you see the new art style, you see where they were going, and like they make sense. But like when it came down to it, why is Scarlet and Violet over Legends Arceus? I wish they did have the catching mechanic in Legends Arceus because like, when you go to catch something, you have to start that battle. You can't just catch and run over to the next Pokemon like you do in Legends Arceus. But when it came down to it, 
It was the art style. It meshed better. It was the open world aspect. Legends Arceus initially advertised itself as an open world uh, uh, game, but it was more like uh, yeah. Monster Hunter where it was open zones. Oh, so the like whole you, thing's not open. Yeah, no, it's not open. You go into these zones and then you get like a, a playground. Right. But after that, if you want to go back to your main village, you have to manually go back. It's not open world. Like open uh, Scarlet and Violet, uh, okay. I can go to one side of the map and I can fly to the uh, other side of the map. Okay, yeah, because so, yeah. on Arceus, like, uh, it was interesting to me because they kept advertising it almost like a Breath of the Wild type experience. And, and it fell on its face. Well, good pick. And I again, mean, you like... a lot of... Sorry, go ahead. Huh? I said it's a good pick because like everybody I've heard about it, they they have faults with it, but they're saying like it's the most fun they've had with Pokemon in like some yeah. time. It's a new experience, and I feel like you know again you're like well, why is it, why was it on your list in the first place? It was great for what it was. Who is that character? <laughs> it's, it's, it's just me being me because it's like who? Why is it on your list? Well, it, it's a good game, yeah, but they could have done better. Damn. So that's why uh, a lot. I see a lot of people in these Facebook groups and stuff that I'm in when we trade Pokemon and stuff. I see a lot of people say, "Oh, Legends Arceus was better than Scarlet Violet." One, Legends Arceus got no DLC. I mean, aside from the uh, the mass outbreak thing that was free, but that was like that was planned. I think they just didn't have enough time when the game released to add it in day one. So after that, there was no DLC. We're getting DLC in this game, new Pokemon and all that kind of stuff like that. Has so, um that already happened, or is it coming not, out? Not yet. It's not even announced. But it's like people have uh, data mined the game, so they looked in the files mm -hmm. and they know it's there. Well, that's kind of a good transition too, because um, my next game has a lot of DLC coming. It's a big hope. Um, all right, my number two is Elden Ring. Oh yeah, I did hear about that DLC. Yeah, so. I mean, everybody at this point has probably heard enough about Elden Ring, but, um, man, like I was saying, this is weird to compare, but I was saying like with Fortnite, it kind of like gave me another boost for gaming. This game, I have never been really hooked or addicted to a game like this. It is just, it's like a Souls game and most people don't like Demon Souls and, um, stuff like that. Um, I'm honestly not the biggest fan of those either because I've kind of got accustomed to open world aspects of games. Um, and like with Demon Souls, it's just like you just keep getting, you just get murdered and it, they're notorious for being like the hardest games and you can't skip it. So it's like with Elden Ring, it's everything that I liked about the Souls games, but it's open world. And, and when I say open world, this is the most endless game I have ever played. Like, you could just go down a mine um, under like a tree stump. Like you don't think anything's there and you go down there and then there's like a whole city, a whole race of people and like creatures that you've never seen in it and the art style. And it's just so beautiful. And I think it had the best soundtrack of the entire year. Um, the what? Why are you looking at me like that? Um, the sound I can't thing, name man. any, you know, I can't name any competitors, but like, it's, I'm more of a fan of like music scores and not ambiance, if that makes sense. No, there is scores, like boss fights and all kinds of stuff. There's scores, a lot of strings, orchestral stuff. It's just, they they knocked it out of the park with this one. And um, the developer, um, they're very, 
they was very surprised with um, the success they got, really, of this. So it was deserved. They're just <laughs> I don't know why they were surprised. It was deserved. Yeah, it it's it's like a whole new experience for gaming that I've never been a part of. It's just it's just a lot of fun. I there's not much I can say about it that hasn't been said before. But yeah, it's my number two. Yeah, uh, I, I was surprised because it was your number two, and then uh, again. I, uh, the the uh, developers from software, I want to say they're uh, they're under Namco, but I I don't I don't know for sure. Yeah, but I do. I'm not uh, sure about that either. I, I know I did see Namco or Bandai Namco in the the credits somewhere, but I didn't know that. I thought that was a cool fact. But oh, I have one cool fact about it though. So um, one of my favorite shows ever is Game of Thrones, and uh, the the author and creator of the books and show. Um, is his name is George R. R. Martin. Uh, he's a creator of the Song and Ice of Fire books and novels and stuff. So he, um, from software, reached out to him to help world build Elden Ring. So that's why it's so detailed. That's all he does. Um. So, yeah. So yeah, the, the world is so like it feels so lived in and authentic and real. And he had a big hand in that. It definitely paid off. Like when oh, that yeah. game released, uh, I bought it too, but I didn't get that far because this was my first Souls game. Well, no, it's not my first. I played um, Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Couldn't get past yeah. the first fucking. It uh, is because they want you to run away. I'm one of those people. I don't run away from fights, and this is why I had a tough time uh, playing Legend of Zelda: Breath oh. of the Wild. Because he was telling me, "Oh yeah, when you first start, out, you're not gonna have access to good weapons, so you, yeah, you have yeah. to run." I don't like running, so I, I never got past Bloodborne. Uh, but Elden Ring, I at least got past. I wouldn't call them bosses because I haven't beat the first actual boss. But like, uh, it's fun going back and see where you died and stuff like that. And basically, right now I'm in. I'm in the middle of just farming the same couple uh, yeah, bosses, yeah. so I can get better skills, so I can take on that first boss. But like, it, it's not my cup of tea. But I can definitely see all the artistry and everything that went into the game. And uh, it won Game of the Year for that year, right? It did. It won over God of War Ragnarok. Which, I was about, um, it definitely deserved Game of the Year if it didn't. Because, again, the time and effort that, that I could tell the team put into the game, and again, I have the PS4 version. He has the PS5. But even the PS4 version was was great. Right. And, like, you know, the graphics might not be the craziest thing, but that's how they're styled. The only one that's, like, really graphical is the uh, Demon's Souls remake for the PS5. Um, I had that game, but I never really... Uh, I kind of gave up on it. I didn't really like how you're stuck in this or stuck there and have to keep redoing it. I like with Elden Ring, you could just go explore. There's no like, there's a clear storyline and like path to end the game, but you could get to everywhere at your own pace. You could go explore. This is a game that I think um, you'll find new things in for like a decade because they just put so much work into it. Yeah, I think my favorite story about Elden Ring was the the guy let me solo her. He actually oh, yeah, got a yeah. plaque. Yeah, he actually got a plaque from uh from software for helping players beat the game. Like the yes. the fan base here, and I think the fan base is what led them to get the the multiplayer DLC. Yes, or not multiplayer, but you know you're gonna be able to fight people. And I think it was what uh not a tournament, but like it's a it's a battleground. You can fight other people. Well, yeah, like so that. that's already accessible. Some of the DLC coming is, I think, more world building and bosses okay. and stuff. But like, um, yeah, you could go to an arena and challenge people. Arena, 
Yeah. So, yeah. so I haven't done that yet, but people can invade you. Like if you have your world open, they can invade you. Uh, I turned that off because I don't want to be invaded. But uh, yeah. I did so too. the fan base yeah. definitely carried the game on this one. I, I won't. I don't want to say carried because again, from software deserve all the credit. Oh my here. gosh! Yeah. But this just is like one of those rare instances where it's like a, a game that you know just surpasses expectation and just sets the standard for uh, years to come. It is, and it's just so unique because you'll just be exploring, and all of a sudden a dragon appears. It's just terrifying, but it's it's a great experience, and I look forward. Uh, to what they come up with next. Dragging these nuts across your chin. <laughs> come on. <laughs> oh, I'm 2-0 right now. But. <laughs> okay. It's number like one. That. Okay. Number one. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, <laughs> wait before number one. Oh, honorable yeah. mentions. You're right. Just so, go ahead and give me all of them. Let's hear them. Yeah. So, uh. Again, I'll put this one, uh, the first one, in my honorable mention because I didn't get to play it yet, but I've seen the game. Like I like to spoil games for myself, so I, look, I watch other people play them before I buy them, so I get my money's worth. It's kind of terrible, and I kind of do that with movies, too. But Sonic Frontiers Sonic. is different. Okay. It, it, Sonic has been you know, in, in a, a bad place for a while, uh, and this was the one game that changed people's mind, at least for now. Yes. Uh, so you got to give him credit for that. I don't. I'm not a fan of the screamo music, and you know Sonic has had like music is like what defines a Sonic series. So you know for them to botch the music, at least in my opinion, and not like have a you know enough variety. Right. That's a tally in the in the bad section for me. But I still have to get this game and try it out, and I love it for what it is. Uh, my second um honorable mention, Persona Five Royale. Uh, it's Persona 5, but uh, you know how Persona likes to do. Uh, they've had the Persona 3 Festival Edition, Persona 4 Gold, and Persona 5 Royale. So it's the complete edition. It uh, added new stuff, uh, a different ending, new music, of course. And uh, there's actually some new mechanics in the game. So just anytime Persona makes an addition to their games, you know it's going to be a good addition. And um, it's Persona. It's Atlas. Now, uh, here's the thing. Sega owns Atlas, so you're like, oh, why is Sonic fucking up? But Atlas is straight. But mm -hmm. Atlas has never, to my knowledge, at least released anything terrible. I've always fucked with their shit. So Persona 5 Royale, honorable mention. I would love to put it at number one, but for uh, number one is on my list as number one for a different reason. And, and this one's kind of a cheat. That's why I didn't put it on the list. But it was supposed to release last year. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom didn't release. <laughs> you know it's not out. How is but that on your list? I'm going to explain that. So, I, just the work and effort that I see Nintendo putting into this game. It, it's kind of a personal vendetta for me. Because while Sonic Frontiers was being worked on, they showed nothing. They gave us nothing. And we were in a drought of news. I just love the fact that Nintendo, or at least the Zelda team here, is keeping us up to date. It was yes, like, we're yeah. terribly sorry the game didn't release when we said it. We're, 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 I promise you, we're really trying hard on this game. We're trying to make it better than what it was. And they're doing just that. Mm -hmm. They're doing everything they're supposed to do. They're telling us, uh, you know, updates here and there at these Nintendo Directs and stuff like that. They're adding new stuff. The game looks great. Yeah, and my thing is, they're building upon the engine. So, you know, there's going to be some uh, world changes, but now we get a whole new dimension in the sky. There's yes, more stuff yeah, to explore yeah. up there. And if it's what I think it is, because I said a title was going to give it away. That's why they didn't want to keep using the title. Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I'm guessing there's going to be some stuff about uh, Midna, or at mm -hmm. least uh, from, uh, what was it? 
I see. I didn't. My first Zelda game was Breath of the Wild, so excuse me if I'm not up to snuff on the lore and stuff like that. But Midna from um, what is that game? Uh, Twilight Princess. I'm assuming it has something to do with that, or it could be from uh, Wind Waker. Not Wind Waker. Um, the first uh, Zelda game in the the lore. I, I look so bad saying this, but no, again, uh, yeah. I, I get most of my knowledge from YouTube and stuff like that. There's a channel called Zeltic on YouTube. But Breath of the Wild is my first game, so it's definitely got me interested in for to see them updating us on stuff like this, yes. where the game's at, yeah. giving us news. You gotta love that. And again, it was supposed yes. to release last year, but you it know, didn't. And, uh, but that because they're working on it. That's a that's a great uh, thing because like um a lot of studios just delay and delay without any update. So with I'm all about an update if it's to better the uh, game or product itself. So with them. Each time there's like a little delay, they come out with a video of what they've been working on. So good on them, you know. I just love that transparency because, again, Sonic Team did not do that. And I don't, you know, they didn't earn that right to secrecy because they had been fucking up for so long. You know what I'm saying? And for the, the Breath of the Wild was great. It was a success. It, uh, you know, every game became open world after that. Kirby, Sonic, <laughs> Mario. Everything, like, yeah. all the platformers went open world because of Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. So they earned their right to privacy, but they're still updating us. Yeah. I gotta appreciate Very that. Very transparent. That's good. So, do you want to do your honorable mentions, or you want me to do my number one? I, I'll do. I guess I'll do my honorable mentions as well. All right. Um. So, uh, my first honorable mention is Stray, which is actually, uh, it was up for a bunch of awards this year. I don't know if it actually won any. I think it might have for um. I forget uh, level design or something, but um, Stray, yeah, it's really good. It's just not. It's a it's a cool, unique game where you play as a cat. You're a stray, and um, you're going through the city. It kind of looks like City of Tokyo. Not hundred percent sure, but I just wanted to shout that out. It didn't make my top ten, but I thought it was really unique and cool game. Um, my second uh, honorable mention is actually a Netflix game, which is crazy. I just found out this year that netflix has games so this one is called 12 minutes and it is a story game voice act with my guy william defoe the green goblin excuse yeah. who william defoe is it willem willem defoe my bad damn <laughs> <laughs> willem my bad my bad mr mr defoe i am very sorry for mispronouncing oh, uh, but yeah, he's acting in it, and um, it also has a uh, Daisy Ridley. Uh, she's from Star Wars, so oh yeah, he made a face because yeah, he likes her. Yeah, she. But she's uh, she plays the wife, and I'm I'm blanking right now who plays the husband, the main character, which is funny enough. I don't even remember. But it is a very good game, very unique. Um, basically, you're stuck in the same day over and over and over and over, and you have to um keep trying things to live and survive the day. So I wanted to shout that out because I think it is a very creative and man, the voice cast was awesome. And from a Netflix game too, like you could get it on your iPhone and play it. Like I didn't know Netflix made games either. Yeah. Very not made games, but had games. Cause I don't think they're making them. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think they fund the studio and stuff like that. And then, um, how many did you do? I did three. Okay, so for my third one, okay, ah, I have a few. 
Well, let, let me quickly shout out Animal Crossing because I think that's got to be a shout out for a lot of us during COVID and everything. We just stayed at home, uh, changing our islands and, you know, doing stuff like that. So got to shout that out. <laughs> but my actual last honorable mention is another Netflix game, believe it or not. it's I'm not finished with it. it this actually probably could have made my top 10 if um, I finished the game. It's called uh, The Wonder. And... um. Basically, you pass away and you wake up. No, <laughs> you you wake up and like you're in a sea of souls, like you're a soul and you get picked up by this. Um, it's kind of like Vikings in a way, like they take you, you know, on the boat to Valhalla. So you get picked up and um, he takes you to like their master or whatever. But before you get there, you have to go through all the memories of your life to prove that you're a good person so that you get into heaven or like whatever the afterworld. If not, you get discarded. So it, it's a very, very fun game. Cool concept. And I, the art style, the the music is amazing. Very emotional, very emotional music. But it's it's a very good game. So I just wanted to shout that out. All right. So here it is. Number one. I'm just going to redo my list here just so you get the picture. Number 10, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Number 9, Sonic Origins. Number 8, Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series. Number 9, what is it? Yes, 10, 9, I got to this number and had to recount too. Number 7, Modern <laughs> Warfare 2. Number 6, Overwatch 2. Number 5, Splatoon 3. Number 4, TMNT Shredder's Revenge, which is also, it got released last week to Netflix games. I do remember seeing a commercial about that. Number 3, Crisis Core Reunion. Number two, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Here we go. And number one, Fortnite, baby. <laughs> look, look. Fortnite. So for some of the same reasons uh, oh my God. Uh, Matthew here said, yeah. uh, it's not that I was, I was hating gaming, but like as far as multiplayer games go, uh, yeah, yeah. it was great to play online with people. Um, at least trios. If you get into quad, quads, it, it, it's god awful. Yeah. It is god awful. But like my main thing was spending money. Oh. You can get these Marvel suits and look, 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 look. You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> the game hit peak when Dragon Ball released. When those Dragon Ball skins, everybody, when, when those Dragon Ball skins dropped, oh my everybody was on the game. And yeah, yeah. you got the Kamehameha. You actually got to launch a Kamehameha. So that's when I really got into Like, I was uh, playing Seasons prior because it was like, I forget. I think when they released uh, No Build Mode, I got on Like, when they first released it, I've been playing. I dropped off again. But when they dropped those Dragon Ball skins, I got back on. And I actually started winning. I fucked with it. And they just kept adding and adding and adding. There was like a bunch of Marvel stuff afterwards, too. I think the Thor movie came out. They had uh, cool, uh, like, logos and posters and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just all the new mechanics they added uh, really changed the game for me because I played Fortnite when it first came out when it was in the beta, and oh, then I played uh, it when it yeah. was uh, when it got released, but it was still the build mode. It came a long way. I didn't like yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't like it then, but I love it now. So it, yeah, just for yeah. hours put into the game, the cosmetics, what it did for the community, what it did for gaming. Like I hated Fortnite years previous. I hated it. Yeah, that's but how I, I was. I got to give credit where credit is due. I gotta give it where this it's guy good. is a skin fiend, but mostly emote fiend. He is just like <laughs> he loves to him. dance on people. Like I'll be killing somebody. He's like, wait, 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 don't kill him, don't finish him yet. Um, and then he just starts emoting on it. It's hilarious. <laughs> like you can really be a troll on that game, and I love it. 
it, it's a great pick and um it it could have been my number one just for how much fun I've had on it. And it's just it's a lot of fun playing duos or trios. Well, all right. Number one Fortnite. I didn't think you were gonna go there. Look, you know what? I'm changing my list. Number one is Fortnite. No. Stats are there. All right, so I'll do like Kindle did and I'll run through my list once again to give you a refresher. Uh my number ten was Skater XL. My number nine was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two Remaster. Um, my number eight was Far Cry Five. Seven was Returnal. Six was Kingdom Come Deliverance. Number five was Fortnite. Number four was Life is Strange Two. Number three was Sifu. Number two was Elden Ring. And my number one, it's not even from 2022, but it's the first time I was able to play it. God of War 2018. Now there, this game is just. Man, I I was just so drawn in, and I think I completed the game in like two days or something. I just was so hooked, and like I said, I haven't been hooked to a game like that in quite some time. And God of War, man, I just I kind of sped run it. I was just so hooked and intrigued in the story, and um, just Kratos, man. Like I think he is like top five video game characters ever. His story is just so fascinating, and like he's a god killer, like. You get to play as a fucking god. I mean, what else could you say? He was what Gore thought he was. Gore <laughs> yeah. from Love and Thunder. He was what Gore oh. thought he was. Oh, man. He could have been so much better. But that's for another time. Um, also, the voice acting um, with... Uh, Stupendous. Stupendous. I think it's the best. No, it is. It really is the best voice acting I've ever heard in any video game. Christopher Judge as Kratos is just top tier. And his son... Uh, I forget how to pronounce his name. I don't want to butcher it, but um, I know he's voice acted by uh, Sonny Soljic, um, and he's been doing real big things. And they both, I think, uh, Christopher Judge just won for uh, voice acting of the year. So and his son's name was Atreus. I thought you were Atreus. About the voice yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Atreus, Sonny but Soldier. I didn't know the pronunciation of it. But yeah, yeah man. you could have said Loki too. <laughs> yeah, I could have. I could have. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Come on, y'all but, played it. But, um, <laughs> well, like I said, I just was able to play it finally for the first time this year. And, um, I can't wait to play God of War Ragnarok. And I think that would have been my number one, probably if I was able to play it before we did this podcast. But yeah, man, God of War is just the hype is real, man. I get it. I understand people for years were telling me like how good it is. And it's one of the best story driven games I've ever played. And, there's a lot of puzzles in the game, which is a lot puzzles. of fun. I love puzzles. So it's just like, yeah, I, you get to throw an axe. You get like yeah. chain blades. Like there's not much more you could ask for in a story. So I'm very, and I will very say, I like, I played uh, God of War 3. And that was another one I played because my uh, cousins had a PS3. Uh, but like, it is such a different change from the old God of War. Oh, Wars, I know. Yeah. A welcome and... Uh, it is. It was much needed. Yes. Yeah, and I think like it's, I said everything went open world, but like out of all the games for it to work on, God of War was one of them. Dude, yeah, and I think this should be a leading example. If you want to reboot a series, this is the standard. You know, like definitely. It's just it blew me away. The the soundtrack as well. Just, I get chills with the oh oh. You know, it's just like it's. It, I'm just you know I'm in awe of the game, and I'll probably and replay of it again. 
And speaking of the standard, I feel like this opened a lot of people's eyes. Like a lot of celebrities, when you tell them to voice over in a game, they're like, this isn't acting. This isn't what I signed up for. Yes. They, yeah. they think it's a joke. But like, what was it? Uh, you, um, they do, I don't want to get it wrong. So they do the mocap and they were one of the first games to do like full scenes and mocap and stuff. So they're really acting yeah. in the game. And um, I'm but like, uh, what was it? Ray Liotta. Oh, this yeah. is the first Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta was the first like that I again that I can think of and that comes to mind was like the first actor actor to really get into voice acting for video games that wasn't like a movie video game where they had to use the the, the same actors from the movie. Yes, but yeah. he he did um Tony Versetti in uh, Vice City and uh you know looking back he said he didn't like the role as much because it was like this isn't real this isn't real acting and stuff like that but it just goes to show you if you put in the work. You do everything you're supposed to, and you actually, you know, get involved with the story. Yes. It can be fucking just like real uh, on-screen acting. It is perfect. It is, Christopher man. Christopher Judge is perfect for this and, role. You know, and some of the scenes are so powerful. It's up there for like some of the best scenes of the year for like that year. You know what I mean? Like out of any yeah. media. And they did such a good job with it that now it's getting developed into a show. I sh- and I hope they do it right. And I hope, I hope they do it and right. And they better cast Christopher Judge, man, because he is Kratos. I don't know if they will. He's Kratos, and he's got the build. This dude is huge. And um, man, he's him. You know what I mean? He's him. <laughs> <laughs> you are not that guy, pal. Not that guy. <laughs> he, but no, he uh, is, uh... Yeah, he is. But when I first heard of Christopher Judge, I was like, why does that name sound so familiar? I used to watch Stargate, and he was yeah, in Stargate. Yeah, Stargate. So, yeah, he's an actual actor, too. So I yeah. think he has the chops for it, and I'm just man. Like I said, God yeah. of War, man, God of War. We have two very different number ones, but I like both picks. Yeah, definitely. All right, I, I just want to end it with this, not the not the episode, but I just want to end no, it with yeah. this. But boy, these nuts are on your chin, boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dickhead. Holy for shit, that. hey bro, who the hell is behind you? What are you talking about? There ain't nobody behind me. Bro, who the fuck is that? I didn't see nobody. What are you talking about? Hey, man. <laughs> oh, you mean I Jason? Just, you got Aquaman. You mean no Jason? <laughs> oh, my God. Bro, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's just uh, Jason Momoa behind me, for anybody wondering. Um, for, <laughs> for context. Where the hell he come from? He's just, he's always going to be here, you know, look at him, all his glory right behind us. Yeah. He's a official member of the podcast. What do you mean? No. Okay. For some context, okay. for some context, my mom is obsessed with uh, Jason Momoa and Aquaman. She's like in love with him. So for her birthday, I got her a full size cutout of Jason Momoa and I put it outside of the door. And I said, oh, I, a guest is coming for you. So open it. And that was Jason Momoa. She was like making me take her picture with her and everything. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, he looks hilarious. You know, people are actually saying. the hell out of me. People were saying he would actually make a pretty good Kratos. But I don't know about that. Yeah, Let him stay as Aquaman. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, well. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so the next thing we're going to get into, uh, should we do our game recommendation or top five developers? Uh, Let's do top five developers and end on a recommendation. Okay. You want to start? You want me to start? 
I, I started last time, so I'll okay. let you go. So my number five top uh, developer of the year for me is House Marquee. Now, um, they're the ones that uh, created the game or developed the game Returnal that was on my list at number seven. And um, I'm just very impressed what they have been putting out and like um, the world building that they're able to do in that game is just astonishing to me. It's very immersive to a fault because it gets scary. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just really looking forward to what they do next and I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my number five, and again, uh, my top five here is literally just the top five. They're in no uh, particular order. So mine is my, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, the first one I have is from software. Again, Elden Ring speaks for itself. I, we already talked about why we both like it. Again, it's, I'm not even a fan of those types of games, and I got to give credit where it's due. Yeah, man. So I, don't they gotta, just, I don't even got to say nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> you you don't, man. Um. You got anything else to say? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm going to leave it at that. Elden Ring, that's it. From software, Elden Ring. (laughs) Okay, all right. My number four is uh, Insomniac. Now, I I know they didn't really develop a lot, but it's for Spider-Man, okay? It's for the Spider-Man games. We're fanatics. Peter. Peter. Go, Web, go. (laughs) Go, Web, go. (laughs) Shazam! No. Peter, don't tell Harry. <laughs> you know how much I've sacrificed? Okay. So yeah, it's, it's for um Sorry, we're we're goops. Um yo, um it's for Insomniac Spider-Man and Miles Morales. Now I didn't really play them over again this year, but I just would get on them from time to time and you just go swinging, you know. The game is so immersive and for Fanatics like us, it's a perfect Spider-Man game. It's all what we have always wanted from a Spider-Man game. So that's why. Yeah, I, and just just to quote Logic, or at least his song, Black Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Donald okay. Glover. Yeah, for, I, I would have loved for him to voice him, you know, other than the Ultimate Spider-Man show on uh, Disney. But, you know, we got what we got. I love what we got. We got, we got a okay. little, um, you know, got a little cameo. A cameo. Uh, but number not number four, but just the the next one on my uh top five, Atlas Sega. I, I say Atlas Sega because again, Sega owns Atlas, so to some degree, I have to credit Sega here. But Atlas, they uh made a promise uh a few years prior, uh saying that they were uh, depending on how well Golden uh was perceived, Persona Four Golden was perceived on Steam, they were gonna start porting more games. And literally, as today, as we're recording this, because I don't know when you guys are gonna get it, but as of today, recording this. Persona 3 uh, Portable P3P and Persona 4 Golden have been released uh, to uh, other consoles besides PC. So you can get on your Switch today, look up and buy Persona 3 uh, Portable. Wouldn't recommend it. Fest is better. Uh, Persona 4 Golden, you can buy those games and play them. And then again, Persona 5 Royale, Scramble. They have been killing it with their releases and ports and just like their content overall. So you got to give them credit. Oh, yeah, man. Um, my Did you say you could play mobile? Like, download it on mobile? Uh, No. So, it's it's called Persona 3 Portable. Uh, I don't think it's released to Netflix and stuff like that. Uh, if you have a Steam Deck, it's mobile. It's portable. But uh, you can... Uh, it's, so far, it's on Steam. 
PlayStation should be on Xbox, and I know for sure Switch because I, I have it in my uh, heart. Okay, well, good man. My uh, next, I he's not really doing numbered, but I'm dramatic and I kind of like like stinks. Dun, dun, dun. No, so my number three is from software, and I mean we you know we said everything. Elden Ring, duh. Um, there's not much to say. It's just they breathe new air and breathe a new life into a genre that was kind of gone stagnant and just like one note. And now, like he said, he doesn't really like those kind of games, but he, you know, he appreciates it. And it's Elden Ring really brought in a lot of new people into this type of genre. And they just, they made it way more accessible and they've done a hell of a job. Yeah. I remember when that game first came out, everything was all over like TikTok about it. Uh, people creating characters, just sharing. Like, yeah, again, yeah. The fan base really sold it for me. The fan base is amazing. They, they created a bunch of stuff, a bunch of videos, helping people out who have never played these games before, like me. I looked up specific builds and everything, and it was just, it was great. Yeah, same here. Same here. So my next one is Bandai Namco. No surprise. Again, it was like Sony and Sega. Like, yeah. these are my brands. Yeah. But Bandai, we're getting a new Tekken. <laughs> I mean, we're getting a new Tekken, finally. Uh, and But the, the main reason I put them on this list is for Klonoa, like I said earlier. I didn't think we were going to get that game, and we got it. I didn't even think they were listening to to the people who said, oh, we want to re-release it at mm-hmm. the bare minimum. And they gave us a full-on remake. And as a meme, I also seen this meme floating around. Uh, they remade Pac-Man World. Uh, I don't know who was waiting for that, but it released. If you wanted to play it, you can play it. It's on the Switch, as far as I know. It could be on PlayStation and shit, too. But they released Pac-Man World 2. So, like... They went out of their way to release or re-release older games. And they didn't just, you know, port them or anything like that. They remade them from the ground up. Full remakes. So you got to give them appreciation for that. You got to give them props for that, man. I mean. Yeah. They didn't have to do it because they were niche games. Nobody right, really yeah. heard of or, or asking for. And they did it anyway. But it's really rare for like a major studio like them to listen to their supporters and like, hey, this is what we really want. And to actually go through with it and give it to you. So shout right. out. Shout out them, man. My number two is uh, Santa Monica Studios for God of War, obviously. Like I said, I've just never played a game like this before, and I was just so enthralled and deep into it. And I've loved, I loved every second of it. And I'm gonna, I plan to check out the new God of War Ragnarok very soon. Um, I just haven't had the time, but now I kind of do. So, yeah, man, I'm just so impressed, and I hope that they have like a stake and say in the Amazon series. Because um, they know what they're doing over there, man. And I'm looking forward to any new stories that they come out with. All right. So next one on my list, the Game Freak slash Pokemon Company. I know I was just talking shit about them. But again, I, I got to give them credit where the credit is due. They released three games uh, last year. That's that's three. unheard of. <laughs> it's not unheard of. And you really shouldn't do it because the quality becomes lacking. But the fact that they said, hey, we're going to release three games. Uh, in 2021, they said they were going to release... Uh, three games in 2022, and they actually stuck to it in 2022. Uh, just the support for the games, at least uh, I can say for Sword and Shield, they did what they were supposed to. And that was an older game; that wasn't even part of the release, but they, you know, kept the DLC. And then for um, Legends Arceus, they gave us what little DLC we got. But for uh, BDSP, they gave us the Fabled Arceus and Shaman events. Now, for people who don't know, these events were locked uh, to like small uh little events that you could only get and as far as i know they were uh you had to go to like certain spots 
and then you had to go to Japan to get them. They made them accessible to everybody this time around. So now we, people have legal Arceuses that not gender modded in the game. They have legal Shamans and they have legal Dark Rise. Now, I will say they did slack and they didn't give us the um, the Deoxys event. So nobody has a legal Deoxys in the game. But the, again, they released three games. They gave us uh, you know adequate DLC. Uh, one of them was a game from the ground up that was open world, Scarlet and Violet. That was out of their element. Pokemon uh, before Legends Arceus. And again, Legends Arceus is open zone, not even open world. But you can tell Legends Arceus was like the um, the testing ground for uh, Scarlet and Violet. So for them to go from turn-based RPG to open world, you got to give them credit. It is for a game that's not been open world, you know. So it's it's really, it's a feat they accomplished, I would say. And, you know, yeah. like you said, if they just put the money in, like, dude, they could have... They would sell like hotcakes. <laughs> uh, That's the thing. Even broken these games broke records. They sold 10 million. Yeah, so imagine. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine if they actually put in the money for it and funding. Imagine. And not rush, too, because sometimes I feel like they rush them. They definitely do. All right. Well, so my last one, my number one, I got to give it to Slow Clap. Indie developer. <laughs> yeah, he keeps doing the. For people that's just listening, he keeps doing the slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give it to him. They um, developed Sifu, and I just give them the most props out of anybody this year. I mean, uh, from software, of course, but slow clap is just impressive because they came out of nowhere. <laughs> they came out of nowhere and just surprised everybody with its game. And um, I... <laughs> He keeps doing the slow clap. I'm sorry. Oh, but <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> but yes, they uh, gave us Sifu and, um, you know, all eyes are on them at this point and they have a lot of pressure on them. You know, I don't think I would want to be them right now because everybody's watching. They didn't expect any awards or anything, but they've been nominated for best indie and everything. So Shout out Sifu for being very unique and giving us a great game. All right. So again, in no particular order, but I do want to give this spot number one if I did have to order them. And when I say this, it's just because I don't know the exact team that's working on it, but Nintendo. Uh, but again, specifically, if there's a Zelda team, I want to credit the Zelda team. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. again, Which there is, update. I think, yeah. Yeah, I just don't know the actual name. I, I'm just going to keep saying the Zelda team, but I, there's pretty. I'm pretty sure there's a name for it. But um, and I probably should have researched that. That is definitely on me. But um, oh, the Zelda for keeping us <laughs> for keeping us updated, actually doing what they're supposed to do and what they said they were going to do, holding themselves to their own standard. Because that game looks amazing. It hasn't come out yet. And again, it was supposed to come out last year, but they keep delaying it for our sakes. Mm-hmm. And I usually don't fucking you know suck off a company this much. But like, bro, <laughs> Breath of the Wild is great. And again, I, I've never played Zelda. I didn't like it. It, it. Like I said, I hate medieval stuff. It's set in medieval like times. And I love the yeah, fucking game. Yeah, we're just gonna breeze past that. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he said he he wants to suck the skin off. Uh, okay. <laughs> I said I'm not sucking them off, but uh, they definitely deserve their credit. Yeah, man. So. Okay. I was just saying, like, yeah, being such a big company and being this transparent uh, really doesn't happen that often. And, uh, you know, it's it for big fans of Breath of the Wild. It's like great to see. Especially when you're Nintendo, they, they don't they don't got to tell you shit and they usually don't. 
but they're no. being upfront about this one. So again, credit where credit's due. So if I'm looking through my list though, and I had to give you a recommendation. Wait one second. Let's mic. let's um, uh, um tell people like if they didn't hear what we're doing. So with these like end of year uh lists, we plan on giving each other a recommendation. Uh, we mentioned this on the introduction podcast, but if you know you didn't listen to that or hear it, we're giving each other a recommendation based off of the topic of the day. So today was video games, so we're gonna give each other. Uh, recommended video game that that person should play and check out and then uh, later in the episode we will discuss it and it's mandatory you have to check it out now to be clear not this episode when we actually finish right. the games that we uh, told each other to play so that could be like two or three episodes later but again we will keep you updated we will we will set aside a segment in the episode that uh we you know we've had time to play we will set aside time and let you know our thoughts our final thoughts if we finish the game or just our thoughts and what we uh, think of the game. Yes. So, okay, you go ahead. Um, what's your All right. recommendation? So, I kind of got two here, and it's, it's really one. Uh, so, if you don't want to buy a new game, I suggest you finish Sword and Shield. Okay, uh, I yeah. think I, you have Shield, because <laughs> I had Sword. So, I suggest you play that just to get used to Pokemon. And I know the tutorial is, like, long and boring, but like, yeah. as a new player, you kind of do need to hear it. Uh, for returning players, yeah, we had to sit through it, even though we know typings and stuff like that. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, but it is what it yeah. is. They're new. They're like they sell multiple. Pokemon is targeted for kids, even though adults play them. Kids keep popping, you know, get popped out. There's, kids are like you know a self-sustaining resource. There, there's always going to be more new kids than there are adults, so they have to introduce and do tutorials, whether you like it or not. So, if you don't want to go ahead and buy one, I suggest finishing Shield, Pokemon Shield. But if you feel like buying one, the game I recommend to you is, and this shouldn't be a, a shocker, Final Fantasy Crisis Core Reunion. <laughs> I knew I. You said you weren't going to recommend it. I knew it. No, I'm saying I'm not going to sh- single you out when I was uh, going on my tirade about Crisis Core. I'm not singling you out because you know we're doing a podcast. We're also talking to the audience. Yes, but like, yes, um, yes. yeah. So I mean, I, I'm kind of sing- singling you out now. You know. So, okay, but if you had to pick one for me to have to do, because, like, it's one, so which one would you That's what I'm saying. Uh, So, out of ease of access, finish Pokemon Shield, because I know you have it. Okay. Yeah, Uh, so, yeah, he actually bought me that for my Switch so we could trade and play together. But my drawback of the game was I didn't like how I couldn't just go off and – do what I wanted. Like I had to sit there through all of this BS to me. And, um, you know, it didn't really draw me in, but now that I have to, I'm kind of glad he, you picked that one because I've been wanting to try it out again. Cause I keep looking at it and I'm like, Oh, it looks fun. So, well, I will say now you're at a disadvantage, uh, because, uh, the online got discontinued. So you can do raids online, but they're like for specific Pokemon, you can't get them anymore. Uh, so just be aware of that. I don't know if I bought you the DLC version with the DLC included, right. but you don't, don't have remember. to buy the DLC. You, well, you don't have to buy the DLC to enjoy the whole game. Yes. Yeah. You know, and uh, the Pokemon series has overwhelmed me because like there's so many and uh, yeah. I feel like if I play one, I'm uh, have to catch them all, you know, play them all. You don't. But um, I grew up playing, I forget, um, on my Game Boy. Like that's the only experience I ever had with Pokemon. And I can't remember which one it was exactly, blue or 
I can't remember. But and I think you said it was a silver cartridge, so it'd have to be Pokemon Silver on the Game Boy Color. Okay, yeah, that might have been it. But like I said, I'm happy you recommended that, and I'll definitely give it a shot. And we got to hold each other accountable, so we have to. So, all right, great choice, man. My uh, recommendation for you is Sifu. Sifu, because okay. you tried it at my house and you you really enjoyed it. So I think this game is made for you in a way. Like you love fighting and combat, and I think you like beat 'em ups too, don't you? Yeah, and old kung fu movies. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, I know you kind of like side. What is it? Side scrollers? Is that what you say? Yeah. So there's definitely elements of that in here, like certain levels or uh, conflicts you'll get to will be like you're in a side scroller. So I think that's a real cool element. And I think you'll really enjoy it. But if we're doing another recommendation, um, I would also recommend you play God of War 2018. Um, and I'll let you know then I, I've already started playing that and I, I love what I've seen so far. I'm not too far in. You it, have it already? But, uh, okay. Yeah, I think they gave it away for PlayStation Plus uh, recently, or I either added it a long time ago to my catalog, and I okay, just now got great, around to downloading great. and playing it. Cool. I have a copy if you need it, so no excuses. But I, yeah, I so my recommendation would be God of War since you already have it, and I just think it's an amazing game, and I've never met anybody or talked to anybody that hasn't enjoyed their time with it. So that's my recommendation for you, sir. All right. So just to recap. This episode, we went over top 10 games, uh, or at least our top 10 list uh, for games that we played last year. So that would be 2022. And we had honorable mentions. What else did we have? Uh, we had top five developers as well. Right. And our recommendation for each other. Right. So, I mean, I don't know how long we've been recording, but, you know, I think that was a good discussion. We yeah. talked about our favorite developers, uh, you know. Again, our list, at least my list, I'll speak for myself. My list was a bit cliche, uh, aside from like two or three entries. But I tried to choose things. One, uh, I tried to stick with a 2022 time frame because I played a lot of stuff. But like, uh, I know we initially said, oh, what did we play uh, mainly out of right, 2022? Yeah, yeah. When I looked at my list, sure, I did play a lot of older games, but like a lot of them were the newest games that came out, like Modern Warfare 2, uh, Planoa, yeah. Overwatch, and stuff like that. So, like, a lot of my games. I wouldn't say we're trendy, mm -hmm. but like I played them because uh, Modern Warfare had just come out. So I know people weren't playing Modern Warfare 1. So I couldn't add Modern Warfare 1 to my list. Right. right. Uh, Overwatch 2 uh, is technically still Overwatch, the original, but because it's uh, got revamped, it's all Overwatch 2 now. So, I mean, I had to put Overwatch 2. And then I just really enjoyed the Pokemon games. And again, they released three games last year. But I only put two on the list because those were my uh, the ones that stuck out. Even though I've never played, uh, or I played Dominant Pro, but I never finished it. That's where I dropped off at when Pokemon went to the DS. So I actually got to finish and play uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl for the first time. I loved it, what it was, but usually when Pokemon does remakes, because they were remakes, when they do remakes, they're from the ground up and they're in the engine of the, uh, the last game that released. So they would have been in the Sword and Shield engine, which you have the game Sword and Shield. It was supposed to be 3D. You walk around. It was in a chibi style. I don't like that. So I yeah. couldn't put that one on the list. Yeah. And um, to be uh, honest, I just did not play enough new releases of 2022. I just picked out the ones that I played that I thought were the best. Um, but, you know, I played some big titles like Elden Ring and Sifu. Those were pretty big of the year. But, you know, with this podcast, it will definitely make us 
want to play more new releases as we go so right. we could talk and cover them. Like um the next big game that I want to get that's coming out is uh, Hogwarts Legacy. And uh yeah, I've seen that. So and it looks fun like for people that's not even into the Harry Potter franchise because you basically you choose your own path. Like you you um a good wizard or a bad like dark and light like Star Wars, you know. The Sith. And just for reference here, we're both Star Wars Star. He said Sith and again Star. We're both uh Harry Potter fans too. Yes, I am a huge Harry Potter fan and I've I know there's a lot of controversy with um Miss JK Rowling, but uh I'm still gonna play the game to be fair, because there's options like you you could do whatever you want. Who doesn't want yeah. to be a wizard? You could there uh, just came out news that you can actually torture and kill people too. So I mean, I sound like you're gonna a have maniac. fun with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I sound <laughs> I was like gonna say, but you know, free will means free will. So the fact that they're letting you kill and torture people is just you know a, a greater assessment of the game. It, it just yeah. means that they went the whole way. Yeah, and the character design. There's like, I mean, not design, but um, yeah, character design. Creative. You could create your own character, and they finally a game added in uh african-american hairstyles like and you yeah. can speak on that better but there's no games that has that feature well hold on now hold on now pokemon uh scarlet and violet which was another reason and i forgot to put when i say that uh i forgot to say it when i put it in my list legends arceus had some hairstyles uh bdsp didn't have much you just look like a, a white guy in blackface with the white hair still like you had the black hair color, but you looked like a, you had a white hairstyle and stuff like that. And again, yes, yeah. hairstyles for me don't make or break the game. I understand these are like Japanese companies, uh, at least a majority from my list that uh, create these games. So they don't they don't interact with black people like that. So, but whenever they do put that in there, it is a bonus for me because it's like, oh, I can further relate to this character. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, my hairstyle is weird though. Nobody's really rocking whatever I call this thing. <laughs> <laughs> me and you both, though. I guess curly froze. Almost halfway from. See, mine are like in the coils, though. Yeah, like almost dreadlocks. But yeah, I think it's cool to see, you know, that inclusion finally. And hopefully that's for more games to come. But yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, I think that's all for this podcast. All right. Um, so, that was episode one. Oh, yes. First, So our next podcast following, I think the next two or three, is also following this format. We're going to be just our highlights of 2022 and the next one we're going to be going into depth of our favorite albums of the year and artists of the year so now when we say albums i do want to specify here this could be like projects um, yes, yeah projects it could be mixtapes it could be a tour if an artist had a tour i i had one uh on my list just because of the the rollout and release the album was you know, <laughs> know what mid. You yeah okay. yeah <laughs> the album was mid yeah, not but gonna then, lie, but then, like just the release and the buildup itself was spectacular, so it had to be on the list. That's that's why we broadened it to projects and not necessarily yes, albums. Yes. So so yeah, oh. it could be like a little EP as well. It's just what we think was right. the best of the year. But um, yeah, that's our next podcast, and thank you for tuning in. And if you want more, the what podcast? Oh, it's the um, what's it called, Mister uh, Media Media Buffet Media Buffet media podcast. Buffet. It's the Media 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 Buffet. <laughs> now you're playing too much Animal Crossing. <laughs> hey, you owe me money. That's that's uh, Mr. Tom. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, thanks for tuning oh, in man. to the Media Buffet podcast. Media Buffet, whatever you want to say. No, but if you want more content from us, be sure to follow us on all of our socials at Media Buffet Pod. Um, very simple. You know, we're simple guys. Twitter, yeah. TikTok, Instagram, everything. YouTube is Media Buffet Pod. We really wanted to make it simple for everybody to find us. And if you have any questions or concerns or suggestions for us, be sure to email us at MediaBuffetPod at gmail.com. And thank you for tuning in. I know we kind of went on for a little bit, but, you know, we're passionate fellers. So, all right, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.